The air we breathe, the water we drink, the soil that grows food for our families. These basic elements are essential to healthy, happy lives. America's corn growers think so too. Across the country, they're pitching in every day and doing the work to produce food and fuel that is healthy in a sustainable way. Go to ncga.com to learn more about how corn farmers grow a more sustainable future for us all. That's ncga.com. This is a podcast. The number one chief rocket jersey firm. Lonely Hunts Cafe. Spicy conversations. Vince Wright, the sports governor from Minnesota. Man, Jelly Young. Microwave. The Sports Bar, also known as Stacy Sports Radio. Click the Marvel Show. The BS3 Sports Show. This is DJ Queen from the X Squad. Line on duct tape. Worry about if my butt fake. Worry about John swinging us straight. These girls are my sons, John, John and Kate. Plus eight. When I walk in, sit up straight. I don't give a fuck if I was late. Dinner with my man on a G5 is my idea of an update. Hut, hut one, hut, hut two. Big pitties, big butt two. Up, up with them real again who don't tell again what they up to. Had to show bitch where the top is. Rang finger where the rock is. These, these couldn't test me even if their name was Pop Quiz. Mabs, who I fuck with. Mabs, if we don't fuck with. I don't fuck with them chickens unless they last name is Cutlet. Let it soak in like seasoning. 
Roman, Lance Stevenson. Freeze every bottle and cup in the sky. Sparks in the air like the 4th of July. Nothing but bad this in here tonight. Oh, if you lame and you know it, be quiet. Nothing but real news only. Bad bitches only. Rich news only. Independent news only. Boss news only. Thick news only. I got my real news here by my side. Only. I never fuck Nikki cause she got a man But when that's over then I'm first in line And the other day in her Maybach I thought god damn this is the perfect time We had just come from that video You know LA traffic had a city slow She was sitting down on that big butt But I was still staring at the TV Yeah low key and maybe high key I been peeped that you like me you know Who the fuck you really wanna be with besides me I mean It doesn't take much for us to do this shit quietly I mean She said I'm obsessed with thick women and I agree. Yeah, that's right. I like my girls, BBW. Yeah, type don't want to oh. you dry and then eat some lunch with you. Yeah, so thick that everybody else in the room is so uncomfortable. Eric's on Houston, Texas, but the face look just like Claire Huxtable. Oh, yeah. You the man in the city when a mayor fool. But you the NBA players fool. But you the badass bitch just doing makeup and hair fool. But you, ah. Oh. That's cause I believe in something I stand for it. And Nikki, if you ever try to fool, just give me the heads up so I can plan for it. Raise every bottle and cup in the sky. Sparks in the air like the 4th of July. Nothing but bad this in here tonight. Oh, if you lame and you know it, be quiet. Nothing but real news only. Bad bitches only. Rich news only. Independent news only. Boss news only, thick bitches only. I got my real news here by my side. Only. I never fuck Nick and that's fucked up If I did fuck, she'd be fucked up Whoever is hitting ain't hitting it right Cause she act like she need it in her life That's another story, I'm no storyteller I put greatness like gold is yellow All my goons so overzealous I'm from Holly Grove, the holy mecca Talent to say I got running for days I squirm and I shake but I'm stuck in my waist My girlfriend would beat up and up if she waves They better not fuck with her surfboard Surfboard, my eyes just so bright I take cover for shake Don't have my money, take mothers instead You got the hiccups, you swallow the Then I make you bird boy, creepy like Sirloin. I'm talking about running in houses with army guns. So think about your son and daughter rooms. Got two hoops with me, messed up. They got smaller guns. Ain't thinking about your son and daughter rooms. This shit is crazy, my nigga. I've been praising my nigga that money talk. I just rephrasing my nigga. Blood gang, take the B out behavior, my nigga. For reals, if you mouth off, I blow your face off. I'm being pop, 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 then I take off. Now you, now you see me, now you, now you don't. Like Jamie Foxx, acting like Ray Charles, 16 in the clip. One in the chamber, 17 wall bullet with 17 bullets. My story is how I went from poor me to police, pour me a drink and celebrate with Raise me. Raise every bottle and cup in the sky. Sparks in the air like the 4th of July. Nothing but bad this in here tonight. Oh, if you lame and you know it, be quiet. Yeah. Yo, yo, what's good? What's good, folks? It's the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast live right here on Spreaker.com. Just want to want y'all to do one thing for me. Go to www.spreaker.com and search for our homepage, the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast, and click that yellow follow button, and you can get in the chat room, and you could interact with us as we do this show, and throughout the rest of, you know, this 
two, three hours that I'm going to be on here. And for future reference, when we do these live shows, you'll get notifications via email that we're doing live shows. And also, if you want to follow us through social media, you can put on the Facebook page, which is what we're doing right now. That's new is we're videotaping all of our episodes and we're putting them on our Facebook page. So make sure y'all be on the lookout for that. We've already had a couple of episodes on video that's on the Facebook page. So make sure y'all check that out. Also, you want to follow us on Instagram. You could do that at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. You want to follow us on Twitter. The handle is Barbershop S-P-O-R-2. And we got the WordPress blog site. And uh, I know the homie Maestro Styles put some stuff up on there. He's got his uh, quarterly rankings up there. So I'm going to get into that in a little bit. I'm your homie Trey Frazier. And uh, looks like the homie Maestro Styles is uh, not not here with me this evening. Uh, let, let's just say Maestro Styles is on assignment um, he's, he's got a responsibility that he's got to take care of back at his house. So, you know, shouts out to the homie Maestro Styles. That's my brother right there. Um, he'll probably be calling in, um, you know, at some point in the show. So, you know, with that being said, I got off to a early start, 6 p.m. Eastern time. I thought I'd take advantage of this opportunity. I'm doing this solo act. I'm live for the next three hours. And um, I'll shout out the chat room in just a second, but I'm definitely going to get to the chat room and read every everybody that's in there. But, um, you know, we had a big weekend in sports. Um, NFL Week 5 wrapped up Monday night. We got uh, baseball playoffs popping right now. The NBA is starting a week from now, which is crazy because they're starting earlier than they normally do because they're trying to give these guys some rest you know that was kind of the big story in the NBA last year and so um you know we got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about um you know Brandon Marshall New York Giants wide receiver he's out for the season I actually have a segment well not I don't want to take a whole segment of talking about Brandon Marshall but I do have some interesting things that I want to bring to the table about Brandon Marshall um, being that he's out for the season and there might be a chance that he just might be done for the season, for the entire career that for that matter. And so I'll get into that. And then we got a few other things to talk about. Um, oh, by the way, um, coming up at about 730 Eastern time, which is about, I'd say, hour and a half from now. Um, and you, you, you've seen this homie up in the chat room a few times, but my homie, the mayor, of Billionsburg from Brooklyn, New York. He's going to join me for a segment for about 20, 25 minutes around 7.30 Eastern time. So, you know, stay tuned for that. Um, what I'll be talking to him about is, you know, some of the topics going on in New York sports. You know, you got the Yankees in the playoffs and the Giants. And I know he's he's a big fan of those two teams. So definitely want to talk to him about those two squads right there and get his perspective on all that. So let me uh let me let me get in this chat room real quick here and I see the homie Easy does it repping X Squad. He says have a great show. I appreciate that Easy. I see the homie Sluggo repping the X Squad. What's good? What's good? Uh from the bottom podcast uh is up in the building. What up? What up? Uh DJ Dollars and Cents and I I can't wait for you to you know Express yourself about what happened with your Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. But I'm going to get into all that 
a little bit later on. I'm going to do a little bit of recap. I'm going to do the recap a little bit differently. I might go to some games early on and then kind of, you know, toward the end of the show, I'll, you know, discuss what games are, you know, left on the table to recap. But, uh, yeah, he says, what's up, peeps? Uh, wait, Ben just threw another pick. <laughs> yeah, what, his 10th pick, right? Uh, Tomlin just lost another below 500 team with a crappy quarterback and a one-dimensional team. Well, you're right about one thing, dollars and cents. The quarterback is crappy. I mean, Blake Bortles. I mean, did you did you see, what was it, the one drive that they had, I think they were up. Um, it was, the score I think was like nine to 22 or nine to 23, something like that. They ran the ball 12 straight times on that drive and basically killed a lot of clock and just decided, you know what, Leonard Fournette and rightfully so, I think Leonard Fournette is one of the better backs in the league right now for a rookie, but you put the ball in Blake Bortles hands in that situation, you know, God knows what's going to happen. But I disagree with you, Dollars, in the sense that it's another fi- below 500 team because right now the Jacksonville Jaguars, for what it's worth, is 3-2. and two. And while they've had sort of this up-and-down Jekyll and Hyde season, you got to give them credit. I mean, that defense is, you know, one of the better ones in terms of the pass defense is one of the better pass defenses in the league, but... You can run the football on them, and and I guess that's why you got the beef with Tomlin because they decided, hey, let's just, you know, let's just run, you know, passing plays against the number one pass defense in the NFL. So I understand, man. I I I, I feel you, and I'm sure Maestro, if he calls in, is probably gonna have some words to say about that. So um, I see the homie Sharif Saeed. What up, fam? What's good? What's good, man? Welcome, welcome to the show, man. We hey, we we got a. Uh, we gotta get the crew together one day, man. Definitely, definitely, man. Who else I see up here in the chat room? Uh, the homie Deacon Dell, uh, Baltimore Raven fan, fellow fan. What's good? What's good, man? Pre- appreciate you, man. And uh, the homie BS3, uh, Ben from BS3 Sports. Uh, what's good, man? Welcome, welcome. Miss Mocha Bella. She says, good evening, Trey. Good evening to you, Miss Mocha Bella. And I'm, I know you're happy that your Dolphins got a win. I know you hate the quarterback as much as every football fan out there does. But, uh, yeah, that, that, that was sort of a dreadful dreadful performance by the quarterback. But they, n- nonetheless, they still got the W. So, again, you know, we're going to talk NFL recap. We're going to talk Major League Baseball playoffs. And, and speaking of the playoffs, I know the Cubs and the Nationals are supposed to have a game four right now. I think it's in a delay because of some bad weather. So, um, you know, I got the TV on right here in the man cave, and I was hoping uh, that the game would start. But obviously, there's some things going on in Chicago that's keeping the game from going on. So, um, so I'll, you know, keep you updated on what's going on there. I know Maestro is uh, either he's watching this game pretty closely because his Nats are down 2-1 and... You know, some things remain the same. You know, they might go home tonight. They might push it to a game five. Who 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 knows what'll happen? Who 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 knows? But I guess I, I guess we got to start with the topic of politics mixing with sports again, and 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 this is never ending topic about what's going on in the NFL. Players are protesting and. Donald Trump is getting involved, Jerry Jones, and all this stuff. But I, I, I guess let me let me start with 
the Indianapolis Colt game against uh, the San Francisco 49ers, which the Colts did beat San Francisco by a score of, I believe it was 26 to 23. Yeah, 26 23. Um, Jacoby Brissett had a pretty good day. I mean, he didn't throw no touchdowns. He had an interception, but 314 yards thrown is nothing to be really upset about. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, 177 yards receiving. Uh, pretty good job by him. And, you know, the Colts, um, two and three, they're right there in the division with the rest of the two and three teams. Houston, Jacksonville. No, no, Jacksonville is three and two. Houston's two and three. And I believe, who's the Tennessee? Tennessee is two and three also. So, um, tight division. Um, maybe the Colts think about, you know, possibly bringing back Andrew Luck. Um, who knows? And, you know, folks know in the chat room how I feel about, uh, some Andrew Luck, but, uh, don't, don't take me there today. But in this particular game, in the beginning of this game, the vice president of the United States, Mike Pence was present at this game. And I guess during the national anthem, he stood up. And the players on the field, I guess they noticed that he was in the building. And so some of the players who have normally, you know, taken a stand against, you know, kneeling for the national anthem, they decided to kneel more so to the fact that Mike Pence was in the building there. So so come to find out after, I guess, maybe the first couple of series of the game, Mike Pence leaves the game and, you know, leaves the stadium and goes elsewhere. And that sort of kind of became a big story. And see, here's and, and this is one of the problems that I have is that. Look, it's 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 fine to protest. Everybody has a right to protest what they want to protest. Like I said, uh, from day one, I'm always I've always been a component of what Colin Kaepernick did. And I'm always going to be with the players that kneel during the national anthem, just so that they could spread the awareness of social injustice, police brutality against black men in this country. I'm, I'm always going to be for that. However, Mike Pence deciding to leave the Colts stadium after seeing players kneel during the national anthem. And apparently he got so uptight about it. Um, you know what, if it was his right to leave, okay, fine. It's his right to leave, but let's not act like he was offended. This was more of a publicity stunt in my eyes, just to kind of stir up some controversy, just to stir up, you know, the media, the news and, you know, just kind of get his name out there. Um, I just, I, to me, I just thought it was just a stunt more so to, I guess, I don't know, to kind of co-sign with most NFL fans. And when I mean most NFL fans, I'm referring to majority white NFL fans. So Mike Pence is just kind of catering to that particular audience. And I just thought it was staged at the end of the day. Um, Nothing really, I mean, nothing really much there to really talk about. I mean, I mean, first of all, if you're Mike Pence, why the hell are you at the game? And, and and secondly, if you really felt all that bad about it, like you knew they were going to do it, you knew the players were just going to kneel for the national anthem. Why show up if you, you know, going to feel offended by it? So that that's one of the reasons I feel like this thing was just an upstaged thing. And, you know, I, I, I at the end of the day, I just think it'll all go away, um, at least on his part. Um, as for the players. 
my message to you, continue to kneel. I mean, you guys do keep doing your thing and, you know, continue to spread the awareness, continue to, you know, let it be known that, look, we're we're just not going to just, you know, be silent. We're just not going to just stand for anything because we'll fall for anything. Uh, let me get in the chat room. I see the homie Chief Rock of Jersey Vern here in the building. Uh, he says you early. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, um, your, your homie Maestro Styles is not here today. So I'm, you know, I'm flying solo and I thought maybe I could get an extra hour in. So um, I'm, I'll be with you here from uh, 6 to 9 p.m. And uh, oh, by the way, uh, that reminds me, if you guys want to call the show, the number to dial the show is 301 301- nine two eight nine six four nine and i'll gladly take your phone calls and we could talk whatever you want to talk about we can talk nfl we can talk uh major league baseball we can, i mean we can even talk nba like i said the season is right around the corner matter of fact uh, a week from now the season's gonna start um so but yeah um i just thought the mike again I, I thought the mike pence thing was just a publicity stunt all the way through there, there really was no hard, hard feelings from him behind that. That was just to get attention to just, you know, rile the other fans up to say, Oh, he's right. You know, don't disrespect the flag. Da, 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 da. Like, come on, come on, son. Like, like for real, uh, Ben says in the chat room, Trump told him to leave. Uh, yeah, I, I did see that. At the end of the day, it still doesn't convince me that he was just there to watch a game. He was he wasn't there to watch a game. He 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 blew his money on a ticket just so he could make a point. I mean, to me, that's really all he did. Um, matter of fact, folks, let me uh put let me type this number here in the chat room for you guys, um, so that um in case anybody missed it, uh, it's not the regular number that you normally call during a show. Uh, we got a new number, and I'll say it for the folks out there that's not in the chat room. You want to dial the show, it's 301-928-9649. Which leads me to the next story that has to do with politics blending in with sports. So, story came out either earlier today or last night that Roger Goodell, commissioner of the NFL, has issued out some new rules for teams that they must stand for the national anthem. And... It almost sounds to me like this is just another one of those let's make up these rules on the fly and, you know, let it just be that. Personally, I think the players should continue to kneel. And even if it means you got to take a fine, I don't know, a a $2,500 fine, then just take the $2,500 fine every week for kneeling for the national anthem. I, I just think that it might not fly right now because you're under a current collective bargaining agreement that like in like in comparison to the NBA the NBA has a rule that all the players have to stand for the national anthem and so if you're the NFL I just think it's kind of crazy to try to implement this rule while you're in the middle of a collective bargaining agreement and I'm not sure that the NFL Players Association is you know feeling that on that kind of level so um, so, you know, make of that what you will. I, I fully disagree with Roger Goodell and trying to do that. And, and I have to call out Jerry Jones, who is one big hypocrite. I mean, for you to say 
to your players, if you don't if you don't stand for the national anthem, you're not going to play football. Um, to me, that is that is just um, to me that's just asinine to me. So and 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 I, I wrote this on Facebook. I said, look, so so you're going to punish players for not standing for the national anthem, and you being Jerry Jones, but you signed Greg Hardy after he threw his girl on a bed full of guns. And there were pictures of domestic abuse. So this guy can play. But a guy that kneels for the anthem can't play. See, this is what's wrong with America. We have this no regard for human life type attitude. You know, we uh, when I mean we, I mean, you know, people that run this country, you know, society as a whole. It, it just seems like there's just no regard for human life. So you can punch your wife in the face. You can throw her on a bed with guns. You could you could slap the hell out of her and still play NFL football. But you want to implement a rule that if you don't stand for the national anthem, you're not going to play football. Like that's like that. That's that's some crazy. That's some craziness right there. Like like Jerry Jones is and I, and I get it. He's all about his money. That's all he cares about. He don't care about. You know what you did in the past. I mean, quite frankly, I mean, the guy's ego is just off the charts, in in my opinion. I mean, when you can, when you can be owner, general manager, and to a certain extent, the coach in in some ways, you you, you really got a big big ego, and it, it sounds so hypocritical again because what was it? The game against Arizona on Monday night where they took the knee and then. They stood up and they locked arms as if he was, you know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm up for my players. So then you were up for your players. But now that Goodell's got this rule in place, now you want to be all about, nah, no players is going to, you know, play if they don't stand for the anthem and blah, 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 blah. Like, like, son, like, like, cut that out, man. That, that you just flipped like 180 of everything you did. Prior to that Cardinal game, locking hands with your players, like I, I don't, I don't believe that. And and Ben BS three sports, uh, no one believes him. Yeah, I mean nobody believes the guy. Like it, it, it's just I, I just don't understand how how you can just flip like that. And hey, he's got money. He could do what he want. He's Jerry Jones. He don't give a damn. Hey, that's cool. But you know, don't don't act like you you one way and then oh you know now i gotta play business man so now i gotta you know throw the hammer down i I, i'm I'm not i'm not quietly feeling that i see uh see the homie fame up at prospect up here in the chat room was good was good sports family uh yeah yeah he's gassed up yeah man yeah man get gassed up man you know i'm be on here for the next two and a half hours man uh flying solo uh, Maestro had some things to take care of. Uh, he'll probably call in at some point in the show. Uh, can't wait to get him on and, you know, talk a little bit about what happened over the weekend. And, um, and, and, and it leads me to one more little story that involves politics with sports. ESPN's Jamel Hill gets suspended for a couple of weeks for the tweets that she put out about Jerry Jones, who I just talked about you know being a hypocrite with the national anthem and i and i I think it's kind of getting to the point now because she's been suspended already 
for what she said on Twitter about Trump. But I think now it's starting to get to the point where Jamel Hill's going to have to maybe get a job at FS1, NBC, any other sports outlet because ESPN right now is just like, yo, like we, we don't know what to do with this situation. Um, you know, she keeps, you know, mouthing off on Twitter, which I mean, I, I get that you represent the company outside of working for the company, but Twitter should be a place where everybody can say what they want to say without happening to be reprimanded by whoever they work for. And yeah, I get it. You know, you on Facebook, you post pictures, um, sometimes it, it's appropriate. Sometimes it could be inappropriate. I get that. But you should be able to say whatever you want to say without happening to suffer any suffer any repercussions, any consequences whatsoever. And I think it's getting to the point now where, oh, looks like we got a phone call here, folks. What's good? Hey, what's going on? It's Ben. BS3 Sports. Ben from BS3 Sports. What's good, brother? Yeah, man. I was calling in to talk about the Jerry, uh, Jerry Jones, man. He, I'm here in Dallas, and whenever he comes on the radio, anybody that lives in Dallas knows that, that it's a bunch of BS. Whatever he says, it could be about a player. It could be about somebody who's going to be out. Uh, the whole Zeke thing, which he said he didn't think he was going to get suspended. Right. He still got a six-game suspension pending against him. So, and and you're right, what you said about Greg Hardy. Jerry is probably the biggest hypocrite, owner, GM, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and we know that. I'm, I'm 99.9% of the people in Dallas already know that. So, this is really not a surprise to, to us because this is what this is what he does. He's trying to please his sponsors and his, uh, the people that, that buy tickets. Um, and like you said, mainly the, the white people that buy the tickets. So, Jerry, Jerry's Jerry's Jerry. He's always been that way. He tries to take credit for wins. He tries to take credit for a lot of different things that he doesn't really have that much involvement in. Yeah, and he, and I think the whole um, what was the other thing that they kind of messed up with the guy that um, got arrested, but it wasn't really him. It was a wide receiver. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lucky Whitehead. Lucky Whitehead. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know they cut him, and you know now they're making a kind of big fuss about that. But I I thought. That was just more about, well, you're lucky whitehead. You're not going to make that much of a difference on the field, kind of a cut. But I would have wished they would have just said, hey, we're cutting you because we don't think you're that good. It's not because of what we thought you did. Right. Yeah, yeah they they have, um, and I think Jerry is slowly, though, starting to, He's still the face. I mean, he's still going to be doing interviews. He's still going to be doing a lot of different things. Yep. But on the football aspect, Jerry is, I don't even think he's anywhere near the football aspect of the game for the Cowboys anymore. He, he's just, he's the talker. That's that's what he does. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, He's kind of like, he's kind of like the Donald Trump of the Cowboys, if if you really look at it. Exactly. Um, Jason yeah. Garrett is more like the Mike Pence of you know of the situation there you, you know what i'm saying and so i hey, i would wish one day that and look i don't wish for guys to get fired or lose their job but if somehow jason garrett lost his job i, w- I would wish for one season that if they interviewed any coaches out there that they would be like nah i'm not gonna take the job or if they try to promote somebody from within that that person would say and eh, you know what i don't want the job 
And that would kind of force Jerry to maybe think, you know what? I'll coach the team. And I think that would be hysterical. Yeah, it, it, it would be. Um, Jason Garrett is, is his worthy, though. I mean, he <laughs> that's like his he, – he can – I'm sure it frustrates Jason Garrett, but he sits there and and takes it, and he's got to be the one that's standing up at the podium at the end of the game to answer questions from something Jerry has said or did before the game even started. Yeah, um, but right. it, it it would be interesting to actually get a coach who knows how to manage the clock. We all know what happened on Sunday, so yes, you know, it would yes. be interesting to get a coach though that that hard nosed uh, somebody like Gruden or Tomlin or, or somebody that that um that just knows how to better manage a game and does not allow things to happen in his in his now uh, Ben you know, in his locker. Now Ben, are you upset that? They left too much time on the clock for Aaron Rodgers, or are you upset about some other time management things? Because I, I didn't watch the game um, fully, but I just noticed that at that last drive the Cowboys had, they left like a minute and maybe minute and twelve seconds left on the clock, and we all know that that's too much time to leave for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I was I was upset about that, but the biggest, the one of the things was there was a third down where we basically had an opportunity to either run the ball. Or pass it. We we decided. I think it was second or third down. We decided to pass the ball, which stopped the clock. Okay. So that was before that play. So when you think about that, if they would have ran the ball, that would, that could have ran down what thirty more seconds, I and mean, even maybe more than that when you add in the other play. Sure, sure. So it, it's kind of like a we don't know how to handle certain situations. So of course, we're not nobody's going to be perfect to know when to run the ball in the score or when to try to score a touchdown. Right, right. But we just seem to we just seem to mess it up. But yeah, you can't we, we should have learned this last year. We we learned this lesson in the playoffs. Yep. You cannot give can't give him any time. He he will torch you and our secondary is, is garbage. So Yeah. It is yeah. What it is. No, no, I, I hear you and I, I gotta let you go because I gotta I gotta get into a break here. But I appreciate you calling in, uh Ben. Oh, yeah, no problem, man. Keep, keep it going. All right, man. So far. All right, appreciate that, All man. Right. Uh, yeah, that was uh, Ben from BS3 uh, Sports. Make sure y'all check him out on Spreaker.com as well. But, uh, yeah, I, I know a lot of people think that usually when you're when you're driving down the field with, like, two minutes left and you score too early, fans get all riled up and say, oh, they scored too early. They should have just took a knee at the one and just, you know, play conservative. I understand that you have to score when the opportunity is given. At the same time, though, when you know your defense is not going to stop the other team, you got to manage that thing as well as you possibly can manage that thing. Like, yeah, you definitely got to run the ball just a little bit more in that drive just to chew some clock because the, the way I look at it is if the Cowboys offense says, look, we got to win this game right here. We can't put number 12 back on the field. We got to, you know, manage this drive as well as we could so that if we do score, whether we score or not, those guys don't get back on the field. And so I can, I can kind of understand the other side of it too because, you know, for me as a Ravens fan, last year on Christmas for the Pittsburgh game, you know, that was one of the things I was like, ah, they left too much time on the clock, so... I could totally understand that. Hey, folks, if you want to dial into the show, the number is 301-928-9649. And when I come back, I'm going to touch in on a little bit of Brandon Marshall, who 
broke his ankle and had to get surgery and he's out for the year. And I got some interesting things about Brandon Marshall that I want to get you folks' takes on, all right? It's the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast, folks. I'm Trey Frazier. We'll be right back. Yo, this is your boy, KC, from the Kicking It With KC Show. When I want to jam, I'm jamming with Queen Josie and DJ New New as they're kicking those vibes. Folks, welcome back. It's the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. I'm the homie Trey Frazier. Maestro Styles is out on assignment right now. 
If you want to dial the show, the number is 301-928-9649. And uh, just see some folks here in the chat room. Uh, see the homie DJ Knox. What up? What up, bro? Appreciate you joining in the chat room. Uh, Deacon Dell in the chat room says, Ben, yes, sir. Need them to close a deal so I can continue going at Chief Rocker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to get at Chief Rocker about his Giants. But, um, hey, folks, I, I know I said I was going to talk about Brandon Marshall but um, I, I forgot about this one story that I wanted to touch upon and I uh, wanted to get you guys' take on it. So I'm watching the NFL today on CBS uh, on Sunday, uh, right before the game. And something interesting, and I got a clip here for you guys. And so um, so I guess the reporter who works for them, Jason Lockenfora, uh NFL insider or whatever, he had a conversation with Colin Kaepernick, apparently, and uh, I want you to hear this. It's about a couple minutes long. I want you to hear this. I want to get you guys' take on it. Hey, Boom, thank you so much. Jason Lockin for sat down last evening with Colin Kaepernick, who has not been talking publicly, along with his girlfriend and trainer. What did you learn? Well, JB, my primary takeaway was that his sole focus right now is on being a quarterback and that his life's work, as much as it's in the community, is also being done in darkness in remote fields in New Jersey, throwing hundreds of passes a day. I mean, this this young man is getting up around 4 a.m. every day. He's getting in an Uber in New York City. They found a spot in New Jersey where he can work out. He's doing on-field work there for several hours. Again, throwing 100 passes plus a day, coming back to the gym, working out for several hours, going uptown to Harlem, and working with kids in the community. That is his existence. When I met up with him at 8 o'clock last night, he had just returned from New Jersey where he was working out all day. Um, he's just looking for an opportunity. He understands that there's, you know, controversy and things that come with him. But as a football player, he's hoping to be judged in that manner. And I'm convinced, saw the video of his workouts, that he's putting in work to that effect. With respect to the controversy, if that's what he's doing individually to show how badly he wants to get back into the game, why hasn't he talked publicly? I talked to him about that a little bit, and I think what he would say is, well, when I've spoken in the past, when I've made outsized or outward gestures in the past, I've been labeled as a distraction. And I want this to be on football terms, so I'm devoting myself entirely to the football work that I'm doing, and my agent is activated and engaged talking to all 32 teams, having multiple conversations with teams, and he's conveying that, and someone hopefully will give me a chance to work out for them. To that end, JB, I, the Tennessee Titans were very well aware of Colin Kaepernick's desire to work out for them anywhere, any place this week where they were auditioning veteran quarterbacks. They didn't want to bring him in their building. They worked out four of their guys, and they signed Brandon Whedon. But Colin told me explicitly, I'll go anywhere to work out for a team. It could be done in private. Just have an evaluator look at me and see if they think I'm a football player. The displays of solidarity, if you want to call it that, that we've seen over the league the last couple of weeks, how does he react to that, his attitude? Well, I mean, look, Colin is, is all about changing the world. And the fact that more people seem to be aware of social injustice and doing things about it, he, he's all in favor of. The NFL for the last two weeks has brought players in to meet with owners, to talk to league executives and NFLPA executives about how to turn this protest movement into true progress. No one's reached out to Colin about any of that yet. I think in that regard, if someone were to call him, I, I think he'd have a lot to say. And kneeling, he said... No, he's not He's not planning on kneeling. He's going to donate all his jersey sales, and he's planning on standing for the anthem, if given the opportunity, J.B. All right, Jason, exclusive. Thank you so much. Good stuff indeed. Hey, turn. All right, folks. So that was Jason Lockenfor from CBS Sports and uh, James Brown. Shouts out to James Brown, uh, repping the DMV right here. 
And so a couple things. And let me shout out the chat room real quick. I just saw Kesey up here in the building. What up, what up? And uh, Mac Farrell, what up, man? Appreciate you in the chat room. And Mac Farrell, I think you hit it right on the head. Kaepernick doesn't does not need to talk. And after what we heard Jason Lock and Forrest say, he doesn't have to talk anymore. He doesn't have to come out and say, oh, you know, this is what I'm doing. Um, I'm throwing every day. Um, I'm committed to the community. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Kaepernick at this point, based on what we just heard in this audio, does not have to come out and say exactly how he feels, what he's doing or whatever. His agent, who I think is doing a pretty good job of kind of, you know, making sure that he's being seen by NFL scouts and all that stuff, which I mean, it, it sounds crazy that he has to do that based on the history that Colin Kaepernick has in the NFL, but it is what it is. But I think his agent is doing a pretty good job of just saying, hey, look, my guy is throwing. He's doing this in the community. He doesn't really have to say much. So, you know, I I, I commend him for doing that. So based on what I heard, he, he doesn't have to say anything. He doesn't have to come out and, you know, say what he has to say. I've heard a lot of folks say, what's Kaepernick going to say? You know, we need to hear from him. We, we, you know, where's he at? Well, I think this is your answer. And look, for those that haven't spoken, you know, haven't watched this interview or haven't uh, heard about this, um, you go to YouTube, you can go CBSSports.com or whatever. And I mean, if, if, if all is true that he had this conversation with Cap, then I think everybody's questions are answered. I, I think that. We just have to wait and see if there's a team out there that's going to take that chance and say, hey, we want you. We need you because let's face it. There's a lot of bad quarterback play right now. Um, The Tennessee Titans just uh, lost Marcus Mariota for a couple of weeks and Matt Castle starting for him. Um, I would have to say Colin Kaepernick is a better um, is a better quarterback than Matt Castle. Look, we got a phone call right here. Uh, hold on, hold on, caller. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. Caller, what's good? What's poppin'? This is Fame. How y'all doing? Hey, Fame up at Prospect. What's good, man? Oh, not much. Just wanted to add my little two cents to the discussion, if I may. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, uh, first of all, with, you know, there's an old saying in football that if you ain't, but if you you either coaching it or allowing it or something like that, you either allow you know if like you're having fumbles and whatnot okay. and, and throwing interceptions, you either allowing it or coaching it. You know you're not basically you're not correcting it. Right. With right. with Goodell's uh, little letter to the league today to the owners, I, I, from where I sit, uh, Demarice uh, Smith needed to make a statement on that, and he did it. You know the Players Association right, uh, president. Right. Somebody was supposed to speak out on the player on the behalf of the players, right? And nothing has been done. And from where I said, you know, you look at Jamel Hill, what happened with her, and now these players, you know, traps have been set. Yeah, traps have been set, and bluffs are being called. They're trying to so, keep us silent. Yes, yes, and they're trying to keep us silent. And like I said, bluffs are being called. So what? what you know. What do you got? What's going to be the next step for these players? Who's going to step up and defend them? Because apparently the Players Association, uh, from where I said, I don't want to, you know, say anything false on, on the air, so apologize. 
No, no, no. Uh, say what you look. Opinion. Look, it's the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. All opinions are welcome. All races, religions, whatever. You can say what you want. It's just like the neighborhood barbershop. Say what you got to say, man. It, it's all good. Yeah, uh, okay. Well, from what I said, the Players Association is is complicit in this. You know, they're, and they're just, you know, kind of throwing up a smoke screen to pretend like they got the players back, but they really don't because they realize this is big business. Yeah, and, 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 and it kind of takes you back to the last CBA negotiation where the players was just like, oh, we just want to play football. You know, let the owners and the commissioner have the extra power that they want to do such just so we could play football. And then, you know, they come out the first couple years and the players are complaining about certain things. And it's like, well, you guys sat at the table, y'all negotiated certain things. Why did you guys give in so easily? But in the, in the, in the case right here of what Goodell's trying to do as far as the anthem's concerned, I don't believe that you can implement that right now. And regardless of if Demora Smith comes out or not, I just don't think that you can do that. I don't think the NFLPA would allow it. I, I think they would fight that. And 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 I mean, if it comes down to money, I mean, because I don't, I mean, I don't see it being a money issue right now. But if it comes down to that, then you know whatever. But I would just wait until the next negotiation comes around when it comes down to uh, renew the collective bargaining agreement. And, and that's what I'm saying. You know, DeMora Smith was, was supposed to say something today, mm-hmm. if not had something some filed in court. Right. You know, right. ready for them. Like, no, this is not going to happen. And, and and see, I knew Goodell. I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty, but I promise you. Yep. I knew Goodell was trouble when the CBA before this last one mm. that gave him the power to discipline players without a criminal conviction. It's like, okay, you're giving no credence to the notion of racial profiling and the humble charge. Yeah. You know, a brother just get pulled over because he profiled, you know, so the police got to cover his ass. So he throw a humble charge on him, some sucker stuff. Right, right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm at you the know. point, Fame, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm, I'm tired of talking about who takes a certain technique at protesting. I want to talk more mm-hmm. about why we're protesting. I want to talk about the issues. I want to talk about social injustice. I want to talk about um, black men being killed by police, police brutality. I want to talk right. about black people at a disadvantage when it comes to education, finance, um, student loans, etc., etc. I want to talk about all that stuff. I'm, I'm tired of talking about who's taking a knee here. Who's taking a knee there? Because, look, you watch the NFL games every Sunday. They're talking about it. And as a matter of fact, if you go to CBSSports.com, there's a tab at the top of the web page that says NFL protests. And, right. and, when you, and when you click on that tab, it basically has all 32 teams. And it's basically sort of an update on, okay, what team is going to do what when it comes to the protests. I, I think I think it's kind of silly. I mean, come on, let's let's talk about the issues now. We we we've we've highlighted everybody kneeling, sitting down. Let's talk about these issues. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And another thing that because that I think we need to uh, keep it on the issues and talk about the issues is because you know you got the white feminists coming out of nowhere 
trying yeah. to uh, ride waves and whatnot, and everybody's piggybacking. No, no, we're not going to do this. This is about uh, police and and, and, and and law enforcement injustice against you know uh, black folks. No doubt. You know we'll deal with y'all when it, when, it, when it's your turn. Right now we you know we've been waiting four five hundred years to get right. They ain't got us right yet. Yep. And that's what we gonna focus on for right now. Yep. And came, uh, came a long and, way. Still got a ways to go. Still got a ways to go. And just one more thing, you know, as, as to what you were saying about you know people protesting and all that kind of stuff. You know, I'm about tired of that myself. I would like to. I'm, I'm ready to start seeing some stuff going to the courts. You know, because the Supreme Court, for what it's worth, they make the laws of the country. Yeah. You know, the, the case comes to them. You know, when it gets to them, it's final. There's no more appeals, no more opinions. It's what it's going to be, and that's where we need to start getting some legislation in front of them because it's been what 30, 50 years since the Supreme Court, uh, you know, levied any opinion that was exclusively for black people. Hmm. You know, because everybody, you know, all these uh, hangers on, you know, the, you know, no, no disrespect that they have their own issues, the gay community, the feminist community, you know, but basically the, the civil rights uh, movement has been hijacked from black people. Right. But you, but you notice things back on but track, you, but you bring up the gay thing and you notice that they'll pass laws for gay people. But yeah. when it comes to us blacks, it's like, OK, what up? Exactly. You, you know what I'm saying? It's, exactly, it's, crazy. It's, it's all inclusive of everybody, but but the gays was just for them. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? You know, using the bathrooms and all that kind of stuff. I mean, like I said, no disrespect <laughs> to their movement. I'm sure that their issues are genuine. You know, uh, everybody else as well. I'm sure their issues are genuine as well. But it's time to get back down to basics with black folks. Get back to basics and start, uh, you know, trying to get some legislation enacted for us and. Why they're trying to silence our media? Oh, no question, no, no, you no know. question about it, man. Um, but that's all I got, Black man. I appreciate you taking my call. I'm gonna sit hey, back and hey, listen. hey, fame. Hey, I, yes, sir. I, I, there was a question I always wanted to ask you. How did What's you? How, why? Why do they call you Fame Up the Prospect? <laughs> Come on now, you know the Biggie song. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I was, I, I was, I, I was just gonna see if you was hip about that. Now, oh, I'll, 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 I'll ask you this. Do, do in that song, do you know what they were referring to when they say "fame up at prospect"? Yeah, the uh, the brother from MOP, Fame. Yep, little yep. Fame, little yeah, Fame. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Now, do yeah. you do you know what Prospect is? Uh, prospect Heights, a project up in Brooklyn. Uh, prospect Place um, prospect, is, is, okay, a, is, yeah. a, is a is a street in Crown Heights, and okay, and, well, and, and, and 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 I guess the part where they're from, they being MOP, uh, is from Brownsville. So they were from the projects. Right on the corner of Prospect Place and Saratoga Avenue. I just wanted to throw yeah. that out there in case you, you know. Yeah, went, I, I was lightweight for me. I lived in Poughkeepsie for a little while, so I was a little, oh, you know, okay. and cats used to, cats used to cap on me because back then, you know, 95, 96. <laughs> right. You know, they, yeah, it's the roast me. You know, my grill was busted. You know, I got some orthodontia together and, you All know right. what I mean? All so right, no that's doubt. why they was calling me fame because I was short with a busted grill like him. Oh, okay. All right, no doubt, no <laughs> doubt. Yeah, I, right. yeah. I, I wanted to challenge you on that because I, I used to live in Crown Heights and um, I, I lived in Bed-Stuy for a number of years. Uh, matter of fact, I, I grew up in Brooklyn, but um, I was born in Queens, so... You know. Oh, I can dig it. Yeah, I ain't gonna come on nobody's radio show and front. <laughs> I might talk a little ish, but I ain't gonna front. You understand what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> Alright, man. Alright, you too, man. Yeah, the homie uh the homie fame of the prospect. But uh but yeah, man, um I'm 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 tired of the, I'm tired of talking about protesting. I just wanna 
talk about the issues. And uh, Kesey from the Kicking It With Kesey, Kesey show says, yep, been there, done that on the protest. Like you said, it's time to highlight the issues we're protesting about. And the homie Mac Farrell in the chat room says, the owners, the white fans and sponsors won't talk about it because they don't empathize with our realities because it doesn't affect them. That is a fact. They just want to, you know, kind of brush it under the rug so that they don't have to deal with it. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to deal with it. And, you know, all, all that stuff. And uh, Mac Farrell, I, 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 I'm looking to see if... Uh, Oh, you said you would take Kaepernick on the Steelers. And, oh, speaking of that, I got my brother. I got my brother right here on the line, folks. Yo. It's one half of the Barbershop Sports Talk podcast. It's the homie Maestro Styles. What's good, my brother? What's poppin'? Free Jamel Hill out here, man. Free yeah, Jamel Hill. Free Jamel Hill. No doubt, no doubt, man. Hey, um, now that you on here... Because I, I, I just read a comment in the chat room from Mac Farrell, and I, I do believe Mac Farrell is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. He said that he would take Kaepernick on the Steelers. What, what, what's your reply would, to that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny because, uh, <laughs> look, man, it, it's funny. We had this conversation about week two, man. I said this to you. I said, Ben Roethlisberger don't want to play football no more. <laughs> mm. And... And it's just, he ain't proving me no different, man. He don't want to play football no more. And it's a shame because uh, I think more than ever, we got a roster um, that could, that could you know, do some damage, especially with the way uh, New England playing defense. But Right, right. Uh, man, uh, yeah, more than ever, man, I'm, I'm feeling like I wish we would have just spent that $10 million. And uh, went ahead and got Cap, man. Now, you mean get him the backup Ben, or yeah, 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 okay. yeah, get him the backup Ben. Yeah, you can't. Okay, yeah, you can't. okay, yeah. He he had to play backup to Ben, and then right now, as we are in week five, going into week six, this has been perfect time. People would have been clamoring. We going up. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, while people clamoring for uh, they we be clamoring for a quarterback change right now. Pretty if much. it wasn't Landry Jones. Yep. And the problem is that it's Landry Jones. That's why Ben Roethlisberger ain't in no real fire right now. Yeah, and, and Mac Farrell says, I don't want to see Landry Jones on the field. So, you know, that, that kind yeah, of co-signs that, with that. Yeah, yeah, nobody wants to see him. And certainly nobody wants to see Joshua Dobbs in a regular season game. So here we are, stuck with a quarterback that don't want to play and, and, and is making – like right now, he 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 looking a real he looking real Jay Cutlerish right now as in as in the fact that he's just getting a bag for piss poor play. Did you hear his press conference the other day where he where he um, was asked? Um, he was like Ben, what's like what's wrong? Like why are you why are you playing like this? And then he was like, um, I don't know, maybe I just don't got it no more. Like he just yeah, like bluntly was, came out with it like that. I don't know yeah, if that was, that was just the that, Masai. That was being facetious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was being facetious. Yeah, yeah. He was being facetious because he didn't want to deal with the question, but he felt that he needed to answer the questions. And um, let's let's be clear, ladies and gentlemen, he has a, a track record of being ignorant. So if he thought that the best way to get out of a question was to say something like that, um, he was wrong. Yep. <laughs> and, yep. He, and he was stupid to think that, that was going to be the way. That they're gonna be like, all right, y'all. That's enough for Ben Roethlisberger after he said he don't think he got it no more. 
after all the summer shit been about, right. you know, retirement and like, come on, bro. Like, you got to be smarter than hey. that. And, um, Hey, hey, Maestro. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I think I got the homie dollars and cents trying to call in here. I, I tell you what, I'm gonna do. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take a break here, and I'm gonna, when, when I come back, I'm gonna try to get you and him on three way. Uh, come and, on, man. You know I got the, I got the white man got me on speed. <laughs> come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, I mean, you, you down or you, you got to roll? I, I, yeah. I'm I'm down until y'all until y'all hear this white this white this this phone ringer hit this white man calling me on my in 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 the feed. I'm trying to avoid that. So right. Um, I let let's let's let let let. I will humbly bow out and let dogs and sense get. You know, I guess you know in 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 the Maestro versus dogs and sense battle, it was one zero going my way. Right. I will humbly bow out and let it be one one. Um. For the sake of, uh, for the sake of show quality, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no doubt. Because no I don't want no smoke right now. I do not want to get involved, and then I got to stop arguing because I got to go work for the white man. Hey Amen. It would have made for great radio, but I understand. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, de- I definitely did want to say that free, free Jamel Hill. I definitely want to make sure I said that. Yep. you already know what it is. Um, I, I would love to get into a diatribe about uh, Jerry Jones, whack ass, and uh, all the other fuckery that's going on in the NFL. Yeah. But if I if I if I'm the lead if I'm the lead with a message, um, look, man, we need to be thanking Donald Trump for having people for having people be honest and play their hand and play. You know, this who this is the society we're dealing with. And now that we know who we're dealing with yep. and the type of people that we're dealing with, what we going to do, man? And, and and we need to start by getting our money up, building our businesses, and, 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 and then we can get on the even playing field because obviously they're not going to give us the even playing field, man. So uh, I'm tired of talking about Trump. I'm tired of talking about racism. Yep. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that the only – tangible way I can see us battling racism is getting our money up. And that's what we need to start doing. Get our money up, you know, be better examples for our family, for our kids. And, and, and when we on an even playing field, when that money talks to them, these mm-hmm. niggas going to start, going to start talking the way they need to be talking to us and treating us the way they need to be treating us. Because now we got the money to be respected. We got money to move court system and put in people in position that we want to, put in position so we got equal representation let's get this money my people well said my brother and i'm i'm with you 100 percent, man i'm tired of talking about techniques of protests i want to talk about issues now i want to talk about disadvantages that we have when it comes to finance when it comes to education and all the inequality that's still out there i'm i'm, I'm ready to talk about yeah. the issues you know what i mean Back. let's get this money people no doubt Black no doubt people, let's get this money Hey man, keep doing it. You already know, man. I ain't got to say nothing. I ain't got to say nothing. No doubt. You know I'm gonna hold it down all day. Hey, all right. Peace. All right. Yeah, that was the homie yeah. Maestro Styles, one half of the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. I'm going to get into a break real quick because I, I, I see Dollars and Cents is trying to call in. And so I want to get him on. So, uh, folks, you want to dial the show too. Also, it's 301-928-9649. I'm going to take one quick break and then I'm going to get back. And then I'm going to let uh, Dollars and Cents have his word on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. We'll be right back. This is a Squad podcast. 
Hey, what's happening, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor, chilling with Mr. Cabal himself, Jersey Vern, the chief rocker. Jets, Giants, Rangers, Knicks, Islanders, my main man's got it covered. And plus, he's from New York, y'all. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. What's up, everybody? We at the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast are excited to announce that we are now offering a discount for first-time lift riders. When you sign up, use promo code BARBERSHOP17 for an exclusive discount. Tell a friend to tell a friend. That's promo code BARBERSHOP17 for an exclusive discount for first-time riders of Lyft. Lyft, a ride whenever you need one. Take a miracle, and I'm so sick the heartbeat, the hate made down by law. The ill streets and dudes paid, whack holes and niggas are so flossy. Eight remain true, my homegirl is bossy. Grab the pad and pen, tell tales of struggle. The hood took me under, so niggas is in trouble. Necessary to roughness, so rough fits and rough and tough. It's only hottest roughneck spits. Cheer. See all stars and clouds of endo By any means a couple shooters right at your window Now is it cold, low, the hard as rock stone Niggas come with that whack shit Socked and cocked on G Blue stand 
Alright folks, we back in the house It's the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast The number to dial the show is 24 I'm sorry, I, I keep thinking You know, about the, the original number The number tonight is 301-928-9649 And I got the homie DJ Dollars and Cents on the phone uh, DJ, you there? DJ, I can't hear you. Hold on, hold, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I think we got some uh, got some audio issues here. Hey, you there? Yep. All right, all right, cool. I got you. So, uh, yeah, DJ Dollars and Cents, uh, one half of uh, Sports Done Right with uh, Vince Wright, uh, who does a show tonight, I think. So, make sure y'all check his show out after uh, after this one. So, um, so dollars and cents. So I, I know you mm-hmm. got some, I know you got some words for, uh, what you saw from your Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. Yep. One surprise. <laughs> now here's I'm my thing. Now, now here's my thing yeah. though. And I, I, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to tell Maestro this, but he had to run. Jacksonville has the top pass, the top pass defense, top rank pass yep. defense. They the have they have one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, and they also yep. have one of the worst run stopping games in the league. Yep. They can't stop the run for Jack. You right. got the best back in the league. I mean, and I, and I keep hearing it from Steeler fans all the time. Le'Veon Bell, he's the best back in the league. Da 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 da. Yeah. Okay. If right. he's the if he's the best back in the league, why aren't you running the hell out of this dude on this? particular defense Styles, you, you tell me i mean isn't that that's what you pay your offensive coordinator haley yep. and that's why you have a head coach you have a game plan that's what i've been saying you have a game plan you know that um they have the worst run defense but yet you in the best you know passing and you throw the ball 24 7 let me let me also ask you this I thought we talked about how great. Now, Ben Roethlisberger's been playing horrible. Don't get me wrong. He's yeah, he's playing, he's playing like some garbage threat, quarterback right? this year thus far. And, and and quite frankly, that entire offense has not lived up to what people expect as of yet. Okay, so let me ask you this. Everybody talks about how great that person is. And when, this, when an individual came over from Minnesota, yep. supposed to be great defensive player. Okay, so when you play against a one-dimensional team with a – rookie or a journeyman quarterback, right? Yep. How many yards do you think Mike Glennon threw for when he when Pittsburgh played against Chicago? Oh, he probably threw about a good 120 yards or something like that. 101 yards, is, is, and that's absolutely atrocious. Yep. So, guess how many rushing yards they gave up? I mean, it was unbelievable. They, I mean, rushing yards that the vaunted defense, right. who were supposed to have a defensive person, Basically, damn near 200-some yards, right? Uh-huh. So they lose to the Bears, who were below 500 at the time, okay? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, my next point that I'm going to prove to you, they, they they look crappy against the Ravens. I watched that game, okay? Mm-hmm. This week, guess how many yards um, a rookie quarterback threw against Pittsburgh? Uh, well, he's, 98 not, he, he, he's not a rookie. He's not a rookie, but he's garbage. He's, he's garbage, like, yes. Yes. 98 yards. You had Bortles who wasn't even – they were talking about cutting him. 
Mm-hmm. How do you let a guy throw for 90 yards and then all you have to do is beat a one-dimensional team, mm-hmm. stack the box, you let a dude get 180 yards rushing on you? Dollars. And then you're, I, said, yeah. I said at the top of the show that that one drive where they ran the ball 12 straight times, I'm like, they're not trying to give this dude the sling the rock, else he's going to mess it up for them. Who's that for? Well, but Jacksonville. You, you just proved my point. Jacksonville. How do you? How do the Steelers? How do you not take away the only element one team has? I don't give a damn if you stack the box twelve or eight, whatever in the box. It's coaching twenty four seven. You cannot. I've never seen a team, regardless, let one individual gas you, and that's my problem, bro. That's all I've been saying. You've got to switch it over and be like, listen, we're going to make Bortles throw that damn ball. Yeah. There's no way you can let You know, they, this, come on. They got, yeah, the, the, the coaching is questionable. No no question about it. But here's what, here's, and here, here's what I'd say. And, yeah. you know, the game last week against my team where, you know, I, I, I went completely ballistic on our episode last week. Um, Antonio Brown tossing the Gatorade cooler and because of that one play where he was wide open and Ben missed him. I to me I don't think that it was that big of a deal. It was just one play. I understand that could have been a game changer. Um but they won the game anyway. You kind of move on from it, but during the week Ben was on his show, you know, basically saying, "Yo, AB, you know, got to calm down." I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but AB's got to chill out. Like, yo, you you gonna get the rock? Like, don't don't worry about it. And so, do you do you think that had any effect on the game against Jacksonville? Because it, it seemed to me things. like they were trying to get AB like heavily involved. Like, who who said it in the chat room? Uh, Mac Farrell, he's a Steeler fan. So they talked about AB nineteen times. Okay, so what what all these people that want to trash talk to me, what people don't realize, what I'm reading, and it's coming from Pittsburgh, is that actually there is a rift between Brown and Big Ben. Antonio Brown believes, and anyone can check this out, is that he believes that um, him and Ben, he was pissed because of how Ben handled the the kneeling situation. Total clusterfuck. But he felt that Big Ben deliberately didn't give him the ball when he was wide open just to to, to screw him over because he was mad and he voiced that he was not happy at how Ben uh, handled the uh, kneeling down. They, Brown wanted to kneel down. Right, right. So, again, and again, now, coaching-wise, Tomlin should be telling Big Ben to shut the f <laughs> up. Big Ben is throwing Tomlin under the bus many times. He needs to tell him to shut the f up. He ain't got no problem telling D'Angelo Williams to shut up. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, <laughs> so what happened is is that now you have dissension. Antonio Brown thought that he been jerked him on purpose. So that is what is, is what's supposedly sparking and fueling all this. But you cannot get away, bro, with the fact is that regardless, you got to make a one-dimensional team. You cannot let that one dimension beat you. And let me ask you this, and I'll let you go, bro. Uh huh. Why everybody? Why is everybody dropping Kansas City now? Because they got weapons. Why is everybody or, 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 doing what to Kansas City? Why they jock in Kansas City? Well, they're jocking Kansas City because Alex Smith has turned from Alex Smith, the game manager, to Alex Smith, the uh, the playmaker. 
I mean, and he's got, he's and, got you, Hunt, right? and you got, got Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, right. and Speedy. Um, they throw that little shovel pass to uh, Kelsey. That that one play that they've been running for like yeah. the last five games. Um, they hey, they putting yeah. points up. They putting points up, man. Um, but check this out: the Steelers they had predicted them to have one of the best offense, and the reason is is because the Steelers' offense is so predictable and so horrible. Horrible. There's no creativity. Watch. I watch them every Sunday. That's my whole thing. Well, so, my, 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 my biggest wish for this year in the NFL is that if the Steelers go down the tube with this whole thing, then I'd be one happy man as a, as a Ravens fan. <laughs> well, I'm never going to root for him. I'm going to go see him play. But I'm just letting everybody know, and what I said before, you cannot lose to not one but two Horrible journeyman quarterback get thrashed at home and let one guy run all up and down your supposedly vaunted defense and not make any adjustments, any changes, and get blown out thirty to nine or whatever at home. That's just never acceptable for anybody that wants to sit back and like Reggie doesn't know shit. That that is unacceptable. Yeah, I, I, I can't and, and I can't lie. I, I I I can't tell a lie. Dollars. I mean, I I was keeping track of the score of that game and I'm like, yo, they really about to lose to Jacksonville. <laughs> it's crazy. Nine points. It's nine crazy. points with Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Martavius Bryant, nine points you score. Three damn field goals. Yeah so, man. That's it, man. It, it's gonna happen. And, and um that, that's what my whole point is that when you have a great franchise quarterback, he covers a lot of work. A lot. Yep. Cause then the Green Bay lost every damn offensive lineman there is, and you have Aaron Rodgers, the best thrower of the football. Yes, yes, no doubt, so, no doubt. Oh, thanks for having me, man. That's great, great job, homie, man. You're doing a fantastic job, solo or with your boy. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem. My damn phone. Hey, <laughs> hey, all right, <laughs> all right, homie. I, I appreciate the all phone right, call, up, man. Fam? All right, no doubt, no doubt, uh, the homie Dollars and Cents, uh, DJ Dollars and Cents, one half of the Sports Done Right show with uh, Vince Wright, who I think his show is coming on tonight, 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central Time. I hope I got that right. And, um, yeah, speaking of Vince Wright, he wasn't, I saw him in the chat room, but uh, if I missed you, my bat, Vince, uh, appreciate you being up in there. And I also see Big Kev repping the 303, was good, was good. Oh boy, this yo, this this phone is ringing off the hook tonight, folks. Let's go, let's go, let's go. What's good? Damn, guess who stepped in the room? What up, Chief? What up, man? Hey, man, I'm. Uh, hey, man. Uh, it's it's life is good, man. Doing this show, being home, and you know, living life. What's what's good? Yeah, man. Uh, I know your boy listening, man. Don't hide, Maestro. Don't hide. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You took, you took that ass whooping. When Trey took that ass whooping from Jacksonville and, and goddamn London, he was all in his jock strap. But now, you hiding. Oh, come on now. Oh, man. Shots fired. You make sure he listened to that. But, Trey, you're going to have to pull that tape. Because I told y'all on your show not too long ago, when y'all was talking about how y'all going to roll through the division, right? Uh-huh. I said, well, you know, I said Pittsburgh and the Ravens usually had a little loser spurts throughout the season now. That's that's and a I fact. Said, that's a fact. Sleep. I said, don't sleep on Cincinnati now. 
You know what I'm saying? Even though they got the redhead who's fucked up, yep. he's still going to pull out some game. Yep. And they done won two in a row, about to win three in a row, man. So this thing going to be close. And, and and if it continues to be like this, man, it's going to be a toss-up. I can throw my cap up and see which one it falls on. Whichever one it falls on is going to make the playoff. Right, you know right, right. Yeah, so... Hey Chief, so since I got you up, since I got you on here, um, I I, I wanted to yeah. up, I wanted to update everybody because uh, while I was doing this show, I I, I was intending <laughs> uh-huh. to have tonight's baseball game on TV, but I just read somewhere that the game got out. yeah 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 yeah, so yeah. they're gonna they're gonna play it's game four tomorrow, and then I guess right. they gotta play game five back in DC, and that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be interesting if uh, if the Nats find a way to win game four tomorrow and then have to get on a plane back to dc to you know try to you know win the series so um but since we talk uh, but since we're talking baseball man um hey man uh, i i i, I, got, I, got, I got, it. got a couple of things to talk about for we're going with baseball first yeah yeah um, the yankees yankees looking good man yeah. I, I i love the power in the lineup and look all the pressure is on the indians right now yes sir all the pressure yeah, is on them. Sense ain't talking about that. You know, that's his baseball team, Dallas and Sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He ain't want to talk about that. <laughs> so he ain't want to talk about that. You know what I'm saying? He ain't going to talk about that. Because he, he, he's so upset with that. his Steelers right now. We can't talk about the Indians. Yeah. Well, that's right. He can't have two officers at the same time. I don't blame him, man. He can, he's going to take some Pepto-Pismo. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, I was telling you all along, Trey, from spring training on, I was telling you, that this team is going to be special, man. Because you're right. What I like that they did was they let these young boys come out and, and take strong positions. Mm-hmm. You know, and and we had we had the best bullpen, and then we picked up two other cats to go in the bullpen. Then we found a starter that was a rookie, and he held his own to Jordan Montgomery throughout the throughout the year. Cece found the fountain of youth. You know, he started wearing that knee brace. Right. He started pitching like the old CC. He's going to be the one that clinched for us tomorrow. And that was a good move to let him pitch instead of that old goddamn Gentile they got from Oakland. <laughs> Young boy blew it. But the only thing about him is that he ain't got the heart yet. He ain't got that New York swag yet. Right, you know right. It takes a lot. It takes a lot to pitch up there, man. So, we got, man, so uh, we, got, we got CC on the mound tomorrow, right? And they, yeah. got, they got their best guy, Kluber. On the mound, right? Yeah, right. I think I think it's gonna be low scoring. I I think it's gonna be like one of those two to one ball games, and I could I could see it going either way. But I tell you what, the Yankees have just as much of a shot in this game tomorrow than the Indians do. Right. Um, you know what happened, man? The Yankees then took a lot of that heart from the young boys that was when they was on that twenty seven game winning streak. Yep. All them jokers dancing, you know, all that shit, right? Right. And right now, they're like church mouse in the goddamn dugout, you know? Uh, and, and, and what happened is we're finding ways to shut them down. And that's like throwing hard to them, man, throwing hard to them inside, outside, you know? He's hitting corners on them, and mm. they used to that, you mm. know? So, so, hey, man, big up, big up to the Yankees, man. But Girardi... If it went for Girardi blunder in game two, we would have won the shit last night, man. 
really yeah um, yeah you're right man and 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 i saw he kind of fessed up to that like yo i should i should have challenged that play because that that was a game changer even though we were up by five runs i mean god that i mean that that took all the sales out what up this is my thing fuck fessing up why'd you make the stupid mistake anyway you know pressure busting your pipe or what you know right you ain't used to this shit you know, you played in a couple of World Series with the Yankees under Joe Torre. You seen how Joe Torre managed the goddamn team? Why is you playing in Sagramectric shit? Fuck that. Play hard-nosed baseball. You from the old school. You from Chicago. Play some motherfucking ball, Gerardi. And quite, stop playing in Sagramectric. And quite frankly, I mean, he really shouldn't be feeling no pressure. Because, I mean, no, we're, not, we're, we're not expected to win the series yet. We've tied this thing, and... We got a chance to win right now. But but you know why he's feeling the pressure? Because this is his <laughs> last year on his contract. He don't know where he's going to be next year. Oh, come you on. He, he's he's going to be back. Uh, hey, he, man. He's going to be you back. Must, you, must ain't, you must ain't listen to what's being said up in New York, man. He, he's he's, he's coming. Man. He's coming back. What, so if they lose game five, okay. they're going to fire him? Or they're not going to resign okay. him? That's okay. right. After that blunder the other night. Right, and then uh, you haven't done nothing in a long time since um, they won number twenty-seven uh, back in eleven. Yeah, you know? yeah, uh, I get it, but the, the team that's, is that's going. Long time, the team gotta, they is got a going through team. a transition. Well, hold up, they got a young team. They can maybe bring a guy up that can play any place in the infield. Right, short, second, third. Right, he hurt himself. His his non throwing off. He hurt that. Sliding in the in the, in, the, in the minor leagues, right? He would have been up right now on the team, right. but uh, he got hurt. He's the best hitter in uh, minor league baseball right now, and he was like the number one player coming out uh, of high school, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I look at it like this: he come, he gonna be a addition. If you don't want no coach that ain't gonna be able to handle no team, man, you gotta have a coach that's gonna be able to handle the team, man. Yeah, you know. And Girardi pissed off of, like that, like that um, Instagram tweet. Yep. Right, mm-hmm. that he uh, he said he liked. Yep, he meant that, man. These guys, these guys are feeling that Girardi cannot handle the pressure right now. And um, what pressure? Though? Uh, they don't like a lot. A lot of pitch. A lot of pitchers don't like how he, he he's making these quick yanking them out the game. Yeah, he I, making, I, he's I, making I get bad it. Decision. I get it, but they we not they not expected to do anything like. I, I just can't. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I just can't see Bro. a situation where if they blow their wad against the Indians tomorrow, that he's not coming back. I I, I just can't see that. Uh, if they win, bro, he still ain't coming back. Uh, and I I I I'll put the house on that day. He won't be back either way. Wow. You know, the wow. the, the Yankees trying to the Yankees trying to I'll hold get back you to into that. that yeah, they okay. Do that. I want you to do that. I hold you to uh, that. A lot of times, when 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 Chief Rocket make those predictions, a lot of times they come true, my brother. But um, <laughs> see what the whole thing is, right? The Yankees trying to get back to that that ball that they had when they had that core five with Jeter, Bernie, Masada, yep, Pettit. You know, they they trying to get back to that right there, mm-hmm. and they got the players to do. It. And these players are a little younger, but they starting out younger than what GDM did. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. played a couple of years in the minor league. Yeah, definitely. You know, before he came up. Definitely. These boys ain't played that long in the minor league. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just a thing, man. You can't waste talent, Drake. You got to, you know, you got to make this thing happen, man. Yeah, yeah, and, you're and, right and about that. Now. 
You know, because I'm, I'm tired of I'm tired of my teams like the Yankees, the Knicks, right, and yeah. the Giants not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Right. And, and it ain't like you ain't getting no talent. Oh, man, that's, a, that's another story with the Giants. But, yeah. But, yeah, man. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's storytelling time, baby. I'm on the line. You know what I'm saying? I ain't doing nothing. I'm just coming home, getting ready to cook me some oxtail. You know, so if we got some stories, you want to ask some questions, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I wish I could, man, but um, I, I got to get my homie on the on the line uh, in the next segment. Okay, we can do that. But I, I got one thing for you that I heard today. Uh-huh, what's up? T.O. came fan today and was talking to Francesca. T.O. said that he's putting it out there. He want to come play with the Giants right now. He can help solve their problem. And so Mike tried to make a joke of it and be funny with it. But uh-huh. T.O. was like, you can last it whatever you want. I work out every day. I've been working out since they started working out um, back in the OTRs. He's been working out. He was on uh, yeah, Dancing been... with the Stars last night. Yeah, he is. He's on that now. He told Mike, I'm on Dance with the Stars. And that's a different type of workout. And I don't give a damn how good a shape you are as an athlete. When you come to Dance with the Stars, all that shit goes out the window because you're using muscles you never used before. Right. And he's saying he's having a hard time, but he's getting with it. And he got a second win. But he says, he said he want to come play with the Giants right now. Oh, so, snap. So uh, if, if the Giants camp heard that, and I know they listen to the fans, if they heard that, they need to take heed to that and, and sign that boy because he would do better than what we picked up. We picked up players that was practice players that was on our team. And um, uh, that's it, just the practice players, man. And, and, and two guys we cut. You know, they said no to Victor Cruz because uh, it was a little joke saying, no, we don't need no sassing going on here in New York. Right, right. Hey, quickly before I let you go, man, um, who wins yeah. Who who wins uh, the series between the Nats and the Cubs? Who wins that one? Well, I hate to bust uh, Mike's real hard, but uh, <laughs> the, word, the, word, the word is out that um, Dusty don't know how to handle no bullpen, man. You know, because he blew that move for the Nats. He blew that move, so... Mike oh, uh, what? With pulling Scherzer out? Yeah, yeah. They said he should have went, went another inning. Yeah, I know? think they were trying to preserve uh, him because I think he was injured, wasn't he? No, uh, well, the man said he was good to go. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I mean, it's, it's, it's do or die, man. It's either, it's either you do it now or, or you die and talk about it during the offseason. You know what I'm saying? He got the whole offseason to hell, you right. know? Right. So uh, if you got your if you got your guns throwing, you keep blazing them and keep throwing them, man. And see a lot of a lot of coaches, man, that pressure bust pipes, man. And see, like I said the other day, if I ever coach any team, man, uh-huh. them motherfuckers gonna respect me. Look at look at uh, Denoris Jenkins for the Giants cornerback mm-hmm. walked off the field before the game was over with. When the defense went back on the field after Eli threw the interception, right? He walked off the game to the locker room. That couldn't have been me, bro. It couldn't have been me because he walked off my team. Oh, he, he would have been going home that night right away. So <laughs> I would have had Demaris, Demaris down there, Jerry Reed down there, and I told him we're going to have to do something about that and get the, and get, uh, the union rep here too. Because uh, you ain't walking off on, on, on me and embarrassing me, making it seem like I ain't got no control of my motherfucking team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no But doubt. with that, man, you go ahead on it and, and get with whoever you got to get with my brother. You know, uh, I'll keep listening. Hey, man, tell my show, 
When I make that trip to D.C., you better be ready. All right. Now you know? let him know. If, I, I, he's probably listening. He'll, he'll, he'll get the message. All right, bro. All right, man. Care, man. All right, man. It's Chief Rocker. Chief Rocker from the Chief Rocker Jersey Vern recap show every Monday afternoon on Spreaker.com, folks. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break here, and then when I get back, I uh, I promise you folks that I was going to have my homie, the mayor from Billionsburg, from Williamsburg, Brooklyn, on with me to talk some New York sports. He's a Giants fan. He's a Yankees fan. We'll be right back, folks. It's the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Hey, what's up, sports fans? You're looking for a different type of sports talk show? Something you haven't heard before? You gotta check out the BS3 Sports Show every other Saturday on 2 Live Stews Radio, 1 p.m. Central Time, 2 p.m. Eastern. Sports talk at its finest. Always have great guests playing some good hip-hop. You don't want to miss it. Make sure to tune in to the BS3 Sports Show every other Saturday at 1 p.m. Central Time, 2 p.m. Eastern. Hey, what's up, everybody? Vince Wright. You know me as the sports governor. The ladies call me the big smooth one. But I'm coming to you live from Minneapolis, St. Paul. We're bringing you sports done right every Tuesday night. Make sure you keep it tuned to Spreaker.com, XSquadAffiliates.com, and now proud to be associated with Two Live Stews Radio. I'm Vince Wright, the sports governor, and I approve this message. Go to side C from an A cup. Oh. DA is with me now. 
Couple bricks of that, yay, in the silly pal. Feel me now? I'd rather die in prison than to be a broke nigga, live my life in the kitchen. Hit to bacon pies when the mod dixes. On the mound, 95 mile per hour pitches. Volleyball serving them the eye in the kitchen. To straighten any nigga out trying to diss him. Trap, get up, get, get, get down. You ain't come to party, motherfuckers, to sit down. Get up, get up, get up, get up. Get up, get up, get up, get up. Get up. Get up. Come to party, motherfuckers, and sit down. Get up, get up, get up, get up. Get up, get up, get up. Everybody, get up. She's bad. She's bad. She's bad. I know she's bad. Everybody, get up. Get up, get up, get up, get up. Get up, get up, get up, get up. She's bad. She's bad. She's bad. I know she's bad. Everybody, get up. Get up, get up, get up, get up. Get up, get up. She's bad like MJ sister. I ain't gotta talk fast, give a day and I twist her. Ain't gotta be celebrity to get with me. Shit, I fuck bitches that look worse than. As long as they head right and ass that. I put a pillow over their face and that's that. Crap, bout to cruise down your avenue. In the back of that cab, think collateral. Ain't no telling what this clip and the Mac can do. Asked him, I got this beat by kidnapping Magnum. In other words, don't fool with us. Say yo, Timberland, tell him what to do. Get up, get, get, get down. You ain't come to party, motherfuckers, to sit down. Get up, get up, get up, get up. Get up, get up, get up. Everybody get up. Get up, get, get, get down. You ain't come to party, motherfuckers, to sit down. Get up, get up, get up, get up. Get up, get up, get up. Everybody She's bad. She's bad. She's bad. I know she's bad. All right, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Trey Frazier here in the house riding solo. Maestro had to do an assignment, but he'll be back next week with yours truly. The number to dial the show is 301-928-9649. Just a couple of shots outs in the chat room. I see Clutch Talk Sports. Uh, I think it's the first time you've been in our chat room, but welcome. Welcome to the show. Appreciate you, and I hope you continue to be in the chat room for future shows and all that. Um, Mocha Bella Let's see, uh, Grego I don't think I shouted you out, Grego But, uh, yeah, man, appreciate you also, man Uh, says, let's go Indians Uh, hell no <laughs> Go Yankees on that part, man Um, trying to see if I missed anybody else up in here Uh, Mac Farrell said that whoever wins the series will fall to the Astros The, the, the Astros have a pretty good, um, roster, man And, that group of um, players is fun to watch. Altuve is a pretty good guy. Um, talented. I mean, for his height to be that talented, playing the game is just remarkable. Um, the Astros is such a pretty good story right now, given what's going on down in Houston with the relief for Hurricane Harvey and all that. I think that would be nice if, if somehow the Yankees don't, win a title, I hope the Astros win a title. That's that that's where I would kinda, you know, put my rooting interest towards if the Yankees don't get past Cleveland or if they somehow don't get past the Astros. I would I would root for the Astros to win the whole thing. Um and uh speaking of baseball oh actually I'm sorry folks. Um little update for you. I was supposed to have my homie, the mayor, on from Brooklyn, but I got a text from him about maybe 20 minutes ago. I didn't even realize he had texted me, and he says he's having issues with New York City Transit getting him home. So, kind of like the old days I remember back then, 
getting on a train, trying to get to your destination was just a joyride. You never knew what time you were going to get to your destination. So, uh, good old MTA, he's, uh, he's stuck. Um, but I'm sure he'll be home just in time so that I could get him on so that we could talk a little bit of New York sports. Um, big Giants fan, big Yankee fan that he is. I'm, I'm sure he's got a lot to talk about there. Um, but, uh, since we were talking about baseball, the, uh, the Dodgers, um, congrats to them. They swept the Diamondbacks last night. Um, they won the game three to one. And now they move on to face whoever wins tomorrow between the Nats and the Cubs. And, you know, like I've said, you know, many times with uh, the Nationals is that they're always a talented group. They got the best, uh, few of the best hitters in the game. Bryce Harper's a 330-something hitter. Daniel Murphy's like a 340-something hitter. Uh, Zimmerman at one point was like hitting 320 and kind of fell off a little bit, but, you know, they, they got the hitters in the lineup to do damage, but it, it's just something about the postseason that, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I just don't know it with this, with this team, and, and, and I hate to go into the D.C. sports curse, but it, it just kind of falls in line with that, so... Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, the, the game getting rained out tonight was unfortunate. So maybe, you know, tomorrow circumstances might change to where the Nats can get a good advantage on it. And then, you know, they could try to force a game five back in DC. Um, the Astros, as I mentioned earlier, they took care of business. Yes, Grego, they took care of your Boston Red Sox. Thank God for that. Um, beat the Red Sox. I can't remember the score, but I think they won the series like 3-1 to one or something like that. So, uh, the Astros, again, they move on. They'll play whoever wins between the Yankees and the Indians, and God, I hope it's the Yankees. Because they really got a great shot here. Tied 2-2. Going back to Cleveland, all the pressures on the Indians, and man, man, uh, I love the pitching matchup. I love CC going up against Kluber. Um, we have a, we have a 50-50 shot of winning this game and winning this series. So, uh, Chief Rocker says, uh, damn, that's like Marta down here. Oh, Marta, the system in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, he's, Chief is referring to when I, when I said the mayor was stuck in, uh, New York City. It's transit system trying to get home so we could come on the show. Um, Chief Rocker says, man, you chased me off for a no-show. Yeah. I'm sorry, Chief. I, I I thought I was able to get him, but he somehow texted me and said he was running late. So uh, he also says uh, the Astros ain't doing nothing. Um, well, like I said, if we beat the Indians and we got to play Houston, I'm all for the Yankees. The Yankees have just as best of a shot. But if we somehow can't get past the Astros, that is a team that I will gladly root to win the whole thing. And it's only because of what's going on in Houston with the hurricane relief and all that stuff. And I think for those fans down there, and you want to talk about, you want to talk about a sports town that has suffered a lot through a drought of championships. Houston kind of falls in line with that. I think the last time they won a title was the 95 Rockets, if I'm not mistaken. And that's, I think since then, um, the Rockets have made a couple of, you know, conference final appearances. I think the Astros went to a World Series back in 05. 
Um, and the Texans still have a lot to prove, you know, them being in existence for what, 15 years now. I think they came in existence in 02, something like that. So, um, for that city to bring a championship to that place, um, it, it would be, it would be great to see. It would be great to see smiles on the faces of those fans down there. Um, but while I don't have, uh, the mayor just yet, and hopefully he texts me and lets me know that, uh, He's arrived home. I um I wanted to get you guys' take on Brandon Marshall. And the reason I'm asking this question is because um obviously he got hurt. He was one of what four wide receivers to injure their ankles and you know you, you don't wish that on nobody, um, especially with Odell Beckham with his being the worst of the four. Um fractured ankle, had surgery yesterday, he's out for the year. Uh, Dwayne Harris hurt his ankle. He's out for the season. And Sterling Shepard kind of tweaked his ankle a little bit. But I think he's going to be a good go come next week. But getting to Brandon Marshall. <clears throat> and and the reason I bring up Brandon Marshall is because for a guy he's 33 years old, and I know that doesn't sound like it's old when it comes to wide receivers, but the guy's played 12 years in the league thus far. Um, he's bounced around a few places. I know he was in, uh, he started in Denver and then took the big contract with the Dolphins, then followed Jay Cutler to Chicago and then ended up in New York Jets, a couple Jets last year. And then the year before that, and now with the Giants and then now, um, didn't start off so hot. Obviously we know the Giants offensive issues and then, you know, boom, here comes the ankle injury and now he's got to get surgery and he's done for the year. Um, it sounds to me, and I haven't heard anything, I haven't listened to any shows or anything like that, I haven't heard nobody talk about Brandon Marshall, but it sounds to me like Brandon Marshall might call it quits only because he's been doing a lot of media stuff. I know he did inside the NFL on Showtime a few times last year. And he's pretty good at doing it. I, I think he does a great job on that show, you know, for what it's worth. And, um, you know, to kind of come down to this situation, I, I just think that for him, he just it just might be time for him to just kind of hang that thing up, man. Because um, I, I, I just don't see, given the giant situation and where things could possibly be headed... I just don't see how he makes uh, a, a serious comeback unless he's got some pride. But but here, here's what I wanted to share with you guys with Brandon Marshall. So he's been in the league 12 years. <coughs> Check these numbers out, folks. 12,215 total receiving yards for his career. 959 receptions. A six-time Pro Bowler. Eight seasons of 1,000 yards or more receiving. Two seasons of 1,500 receiving yards or more. These are Hall of Fame numbers for a guy that, and, you know, let's face it, I think he, I think he was one of the talented wide receivers, you know, when he first came out those, you know, first few years in Denver. And as a matter of fact, I think one year in Denver, he had a he had a game where he broke the record for most receptions. I think it was twenty one receptions against Indy that one year. I, I can't remember the exact year, but here's the thing about it: 
So he's got these great numbers for a wide receiver. And with his receiving yards total up to date, he might rank into like maybe the top 25, maybe top 30. I mean, he, I mean, he's right up there with guys like Michael Irvin, um, Larry Fitzgerald. I know Fitzgerald is like, I think he's like 14,000 yards. Um, I think Derek Mason is up there with 12,000 receiving yards, you know, that, that kind of a thing. So here's my question. Is Brandon Marshall a Hall of Famer? I don't know. And, 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 and I say that to just to kind of lead you into what I'm talking about is that it's a tough one for me because with all the numbers he's got, like I said, 12,215 receiving yards, 959 receptions, 1,000-yard seasons galore. With all those numbers being said, the guy has not played in any postseason games his entire career. And to top it off, he's been on teams that have started great and have collapsed down the stretch in certain seasons and they end up missing the postseason. Let me let me run this down for you guys. So 2006, he was a rookie, and obviously he didn't get that much burn. He only had 309 yards. But I remember that particular Bronco team, and it was the year after they lost to the Steelers in the title game. Um, I think Jake Plummer was the quarterback that year. And then uh, they drafted Marshall, they drafted Cutler, and it was sort of like they moved on from Jake Plummer into Jake Cutler, but they started out 7-2, and two, and then they just had this collapse, and they ended up going 9-7, and seven, and they missed the playoffs altogether. So you got that year. Then you go to 2008, where the team at one point was 8-5. and five. They were leading the division, and if you guys remember... That was the year where the Ed Hockley blown call in the game against the Chargers took place earlier that season where the Jay Cutler fumble that wasn't, and then they gave it back to Denver, and then they scored the touchdown. They were down by one, and Shanahan decides, hey, let's go for two and try to win it right there. And then they go for two, they win the game, and then you think that that's a game changer into whoever wins that division, but... They were 8-5, and five, the Broncos, that is, and they lost the last three games. I think I think they lost the Buffalo game in Denver. Um, they lost the game to Oakland or somebody, I can't remember. And then, some way, somehow, the Chargers, who had won maybe, I don't know, five or six games in a row leading up to that point, it came down to the very last game of the season. It was Denver, San Diego. In San Diego, and the Chargers beat them up like 55 to 20-something. I, I can't remember the exact um, score there. So so you got that season where they started off hot, and it just fell, out, fell off down the stretch, and they missed the playoffs 2008. Go to 2010 when he's with Miami. They were 7-6, and six, and while people wouldn't consider 7-6 and six contending for a playoff spot, if you win three games, you're 10-6, and six and you're most likely to get a playoff spot. Well, they lost the last three games, and they ended up 7-9. and nine, So you got that collapse. Then you go to his career in Chicago. 2012, and, and I remember this year exactly for um, the Bears that year. That team started 7-1. and one. 
they were seven and one. People were talking about them like, oh, the Bears are back. They're gonna do this. They're gonna do that. Jay Cutler, Brandon Marshall. The connection is reunited. And again, they went three and five down the stretch. Now, look, they won ten games that year, but I think Minnesota was ten and six also, and they basically won the tiebreaker over the Bears. So the Bears went ten and six, missed the playoffs. And they fire Lovey Smith. So you got that year where they start off so hot and then they just collapse down the stretch. Then you got the year after that, 2013. They were 8 and 6, the Bears, that is. And they lost the last two games. Um, I think that was a year Aaron Rodgers was out for a few games. And then Aaron Rodgers comes back for the final game against Chicago. That was basically winner take all winner takes the division and Aaron Rodgers just does what Aaron Rodgers does and the Bears basically suffer another collapse into trying to get to the playoffs and then you go to the New York Jets and this might have been probably one of the more frustrating ones for Brandon Marshall the team is 10 and 5 they just beat New England at home all they had to do was beat Buffalo and they choked. They choked the game away. Fitzpatrick threw like three interceptions and couldn't get couldn't get Brandon Marshall into the playoffs for the first time. And so now he comes to the Giants and you think, okay, this is a Super Bowl contender. Brandon Marshall is going to make his first playoff appearance. Turns out, not so fast. The team starts 0-5 and he breaks his ankle and then he's out for the season. So Brandon Marshall, all in all, has had... Out of the 12 years he's played in the league, he has had he's been on six different teams with different franchises, by the way, where the team has started so hot, they were playoff contenders in the middle of the season, and they all collapsed. He was a part of 10, I mean, I'm sorry, he was a part of two 10 and 6 teams that didn't make the playoffs. Like, how how possible is that? And, and, and I think I feel sorry for Brandon Marshall in that sense that you, you got a guy that busts his tail to get to where he was at. You know, he suffered through some of the mental illness things and he sort of became the face of mental illness. And, you know, you look at the guy's numbers and you're thinking, yo, this guy has got numbers that you can make a case. He can go to the Hall of Fame. But I think he's... Well, here's the thing. If he goes, I wouldn't be surprised. If he did go, it'll take some time. It'll take a lot of years, like it's taken some of these other wide receivers to get in. But if he doesn't get in, it'll probably be because of him not playing in a playoff game. And and I think that's what's tough to swallow for a guy who's that talented that could put up those type of numbers on, what is it, four different franchises. Like I said, 8,000-yard receiving seasons, two seasons where he's caught 1,500 yards. I mean, those stats, to me, are astronomical. I mean, even in the in an era where a lot of teams are throwing the football, those numbers are pretty good numbers. But it's a shame that this guy has not had a sniff of the postseason. And it's also a shame that the teams that he was on that contended for the postseason fell off down the stretch. 
I mean, I, I, I can't think of a guy or player in the league that has even suffered that, even that close. It, it, it's just amazing to me. Um, but, um, you know, shouts out to Brandon Marshall. You know, I hope he gets well soon. Um, if he decides to retire, then, you know, it's the best thing for him and his family, I'm sure. If he decides to come back, I'm not sure what's going to be with the Giants. It might be with another team that he could possibly say, hey, I want to get into the postseason. I got too much pride. Let me just go at it one more round. And I would I would go with the latter. I would go with the fact that, and because he started off so shoddy with the Giants, I mean, the numbers were terrible. I mean, I got him on my fantasy team. The, the, the numbers were so terrible. Leading up to him you know, twisting his ankle. So I would think that he would work hard in the off season, strengthen himself, get back on the field, sign with whoever, because I don't think it's going to be the Giants. Sign with whoever and, you know, make it make it happen someplace else and try to finish some business. And that business is you need to play in the playoffs because I, I think about a guy like Larry Fitzgerald, when he made the postseason in 08 with the Cardinals when they had that Super Bowl run, he was the MVP of the Cardinals that year. I mean, he shredded Carolina in that playoff game. He shredded the Eagles in that uh, title game. And if it weren't for a pass to San Antonio Holmes in the Super Bowl, Larry Fitzgerald would be Super Bowl MVP that year. So, you know, I think that when I think about Brandon Marshall, I think about a guy like Fitzgerald, and then I think... What if Brandon Marshall had an opportunity to play in the playoffs? I want to see what he can do when the lights are shine the brightest, when the stage is biggest as it can be when everybody at home is watching. That's what I always wanted to figure out about this guy. Uh, hey, folks, if you want to dial a show, the number to dial the show is 301 I'm going to come back and I'm going to get into some of this NFL recap. Hopefully I could get the mayor on here. Uh, he hasn't texted me back yet. So um, we got an hour left. Sit back, relax, folks. It's the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. We'll be right back, people. Yo, what's good? This is Trey Frazier. This is the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Make sure y'all tune in to us every Tuesday night, 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time.
superstar got a taste for caviar so far you're up to par with the luxury car the lex or the fence connect with your friends once again in the lens trying to follow the trends from tens to hundreds designer type threads and strong black threads catch the from the heads yo a med school grad my pen still on the pad remembering what we have we grew past the fad of lugs and thugs now we sip each other's wine on persian rugs giving love and back rubs in tubs with the bubbles carefree from the struggles i like your new muscles so appealing to my hustle to knock it's the one and only p-rock got a lock on this lady might even make a baby no time to act shady it's strictly for the ladies wine bar Welcome back, y'all. It's Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Trey Frazier here at the house. Maestro Styles will be back next week to join yours truly. The number to dial the show is two. Um, I keep trying to. I keep saying the original number. I have to remember. I got to use this number for now. The number to the show, 301-928-9649, is the number to dial the show. We can talk baseball, NFL, Protests, whatever, whatever you want to talk about, folks. I'm here for the next hour, and um, I'm hoping to get the mayor from Williamsburg, Brooklyn, on here. Uh, he hasn't texted me back yet, uh, so hopefully he uh, texts me. I could get him on in the last segment of the show. But uh, getting to the recap for the NFL games, and I guess I can just start with the Buffalo Cincinnati game, where the Bengals are at home and they beat Buffalo twenty to sixteen. Um, this was Buffalo's opportunity to make a statement and improve on their 3-1 and one record. 
They just beat Atlanta in Atlanta. They beat the Broncos at home. And you're thinking, you know what? Maybe this team isn't trying to pack it in. But, you know, they, you know, they shipped off Sammy Watkins and, um, you know, a whole bunch of other people. And, you know, it, 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 it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. But, um, you know, they, they go into Cincinnati and Andy Dalton throws for 328 yards and a touchdown. He threw two picks. So at least the Buffalo defense was, you know, trying to keep this team in the game. But all in all. Uh, this team definitely, uh, they definitely messed up. They, they definitely had an opportunity to get back in the game and, uh, you know, go 4-1. And, and if you're the Bills and you're 4-1, even though I know Bills fans out there would kind of hold their breath, to be 4-1 in this league right now is pretty damn good, given what's going on in the AFC and pretty much what's going on around the league. Um, the Browns at home against the Jets, this game was so ugly. I think it was like 0-0 at the half. And then, uh, I, I had my homie Vince text me and group and, uh, group me. And he said, yo, is anybody going to score a touchdown in this game? Like I, like I bet they won't score a touchdown. And I said, they'll score a touchdown. It'll be, it'll be like a 7-3 game. You know, you know, these two teams, you know, particularly the Browns, the Browns ain't going nowhere. Uh, the Jets, um, three and two with them being what they are as a surprise. You thought, OK, maybe their luck's running out, but they get away with a win 17, 14 over the Browns. And now they got to face New England in New Jersey. And I don't know how that's going to turn out. I think I think the Patriots most likely will probably win that game. And then you got Detroit and Carolina, and I thought this was going to be a pretty good game. You had a battle of three and one, two three and one teams going at it. Um, Stafford, the $52 million man, he got his money, and um, I, I heard he hurt himself in this game also, and uh, he might be questionable for next week. But um, I got to give credit to Cam and the Carolina Panthers for going into Detroit and basically putting that offense on display because the first three weeks, the offense was found to be nothing for Carolina. And then they go to New England, who I'm convinced has a pretty bad defense, put up 30 on the Patriots. And then I thought, ain't no way the Panthers are going to go into Detroit and try to emulate that same offensive production. But they proved me wrong. They, I mean, Detroit's been one of those better opportunistic defenses um, lately. And for them to go into Detroit and pull out a win like that, I mean, a three-point win at that, uh, it's pretty impressive. And so they go to 4-1, and one, and uh, Detroit, they slide back to 3-2. and two, And like I said, Stafford's got this injury that, um, that you know, I, I hope, I hope is... Um, is is not as serious as uh, what uh, what people perceive it to be. So um, let's see what the other game there is. Uh, oh, the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens get back on the map. That that's what I'm talking about. Uh, Thirty to seventeen over the Oakland Raiders in Oakland, and this team just looks totally different from what they were the first few weeks. Um, you know, if, if you're a fan of the show and you know me and my Ravens, and if you listened last week, you know, I, I went completely off on the team and I don't know if they heard me, if they, you know, listened to the show or not, but 
they they got some things right. They threw the ball deep. As a matter of fact, the first play of the game, they threw the ball deep to Mike Wallace. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right, y'all, y'all doing something. And then, you know, the running game's going, and then they throw a couple more deep balls to Mike Wallace. And I'm like, all right, if y'all can keep to do this, like, week to week, then we, we got a real good chance of the postseason berth. So, um, you know, love what they did. Um, offensive line, got to give credit to them because they're like a patchwork made in heaven right now. Um, you got second stringers, third stringers all on here, and I, I, I don't I don't know what to expect, you know, moving forward unless this is just a sign that maybe they're starting to gel. I don't know. I don't know. Um, just a couple things, uh, a couple more injuries from this game. Uh, Skura, the offensive lineman, he got hurt. He might be out a couple of weeks. Uh, Terrence West tweaked the ankle or a hamstring or something, and so he ended up not returning in the game. And Buck Allen and this kid, Allen Col- Alex Collins, who I think is the best running back on the roster, is just that. Him fumbling is an issue, and Harbaugh doesn't seem to want to give him as much rope as I think he should have. I I think he should be the starter moving forward. I don't care if he fumbles 10 times, 15 times. If he's the best back right now, he's giving you splash plays. He's giving you explosive plays. Every time he's touched the football, he has basically averaged a pretty good nine yards a carry. He does something with the rock every time he touches it. So they're going to have to do something there because, look, the guy's going to fumble. I mean, he had issues in college fumbling. So I, I, I just can't uh, I just can't see um, I just can't see this um, to continue. You, you got to put the best talent out there. And, and as for the Oakland Raiders, the Oakland Raiders continue to slide, you know, without their quarterback. And it, I, I think it's amazing that. They can't get Marshawn Lynch going. I don't know if that's a offensive line thing. I don't know if that's just Marshawn Lynch being a little, you know, rusty or maybe doesn't have it anymore. But that's just one thing that I'm a little bit surprised about. And, uh, oh, I, I, I see the homie, the mayor, up here in the chat room. Matter of fact, oh, you did text me. You did text me. As a matter of fact, let me let me let me try to get uh, let me try to get the homie on here on the line here real quick and uh dang, my, my, my see I, I just got a new phone and i had to enter in this new password i used to enter four digit passwords and now i gotta enter six digit passwords and so i had to make something up and i keep trying to you know remember it every time i you know log back into it but let me let me see if i could get the homie here on the line here folks Okay, that didn't work. <laughs> that didn't work. I don't, I don't know what happened there, but um, but yeah, he'll he'll probably call me back. But um, but yeah, man, uh, the Ravens, you know, the, the Ravens, um, you know, they they bounced back after a terrible terrible loss at home against Pittsburgh, and so they're three and two. 
We got the Bears next week. We should be four and two. You know, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, the Seahawks and the Rams out in Los Angeles. Uh, we thought the Rams would take the next step, and I said that they would win this game because they've had the Seahawks number quite a few times in the last couple of seasons, and I just guess they just wasn't ready for prime time. So, um, so Seahawks they get the win, sixteen to ten. Um, Russell Wilson not a great day, um, but they they really you know really did some things defensively to slow down that offense, which was averaging like thirty five points a game. And uh, I think this is the mayor right here. Let me see if I could get him on here. Yo, what's good? Yeah, what's good, homie? What's going on? Yo, yo, yo! It's the hey, hey! hey. I gotta, I, I gotta introduce you the right way here, since uh, you're you yeah, coming yeah. in late and everything. So, so, ladies and gentlemen, I got the mayor of Billionsburg, aka Williamsburg, Brooklyn, host of the Politics and Birdshit podcast. Make sure y'all check that out on iTunes and on SoundCloud.com. He just came back from being stuck in the subway. He's home now. It's all good. He's ready to talk some sports with me. What's what, what's good, man? How's 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 life treating you? What's good, Trey? What's going on, everybody? Listening to the podcast. Thank you for the intro, brother. And you left out the Hispanic causing panic. Don't, don't yes, yes, yes. Out. My my bad. The the Hispanic causing okay, panic. Don't leave that part out. All right, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. So um, you already know how New York City MTA is. So you know somebody died on the train, and you know it stalled everything. Yeah, it, did did somebody really die on a train? Yeah, somebody got hit by a train. Ah. Much, it took me two hours to get home. Ah, man, that, that 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 sucks, man. That 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 yeah, that, every, that that sucks, man. Rest in peace to whoever that was. That that's a, that's a hard way to yeah. go out. So um so so mayor um I I guess we got to start with some bad news and you know we 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 talking a little bit of New York sports here. Um, you're, you're Giants, man. Um, I, I I picked this team to win the NFC East. I thought they were a contender, a, a contender definitely for the playoffs. Most people thought that they could get to the Super Bowl, but I was a little bit iffy about the offensive line going into the season and the fact that the GM did nothing to really rectify the issues they had last year on the offensive line. So here we are. You're 0-5. All four of the receivers went out with injuries last week. Um, Beckham is out for the year. Marshall, who I just talked about in the last segment, he's out for the season. Dwayne Harris, out for the year. Sterling Shepard, I don't know. Is he day-to-day? I, I don't know. Um, so they're yeah, going to be... Right now, What's that? No, I got to continue. Yeah, and so, you know, they're, out, they're on the uh, wide receiver market pretty much, you know, trying to see if they could get some guys on on the field and onto the team. So, and, and so in, in your words, uh, what has gone wrong for this team? Uh, to be honest with you, it, on paper in the beginning, of the, before the season started, on paper they look like one of the best teams in all of football. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's, you know, it, it's just the injury bug, but it happens to a lot of teams throughout the season. In early part of the season, a lot of big key players have been going down. It's just crazy that your entire receiving core goes down at once. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it, it, it's a sad day for, for Giants fans because, you know, 
we're looking for big things from Beckham. We're looking for big things with the addition of Brandon Marshall. Yep. It would have opened up a lot of things for Odell. And then you got both of them go down with season-ending injuries. It's a sad thing. Um, Sterling Shepard, you know, a young up-and-coming player, he was looking like the, the, I'm saying the next big thing. He's out. And yeah, Dwayne Harris out. It's like, damn, like, who, like, who left? Right, Eli right. still around. Out of all people, Eli still around. Eli looked like he's, he's losing it. Roger so, Lewis, son. I, right now. Yeah, Roger Lewis looks like he's, he's, you know what I'm saying, he's, he's going to be, he's going to play a big key role, but the thing is just Eli. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Eli, he's hearing them, them stutter steps in the backfield because, uh, to be honest, our offensive line couldn't couldn't stop a leaky faucet. So. Yeah. And, and, know, how, and how could you those... continue to play Eric Flowers? Like, I mean, he was, I mean, there were a lot of moments where it was just like, yo, this dude doesn't belong in the league. Like, He's really trying to protect Eli like that? It's crazy to me. Yeah, even first of all, I don't even know why they drafted him. Second of all, you know, he's softer than baby shit. Like, you already know he couldn't, he, he couldn't you know what I'm saying, he couldn't protect Eli even if Eli was sleeping in the bench. You know, at some point, some of the front office is like, you know what, let's cut this guy, let's trade him something. Let's do something. Right. Because he... Eli is going to get killed at some point because let's say Eric Flowers falls asleep on his left side, mm-hmm. but the but the entire offensive line is trash. And I'm a yeah. diehard Giants fan. I can say right. that straight up: the entire offensive line is trash. Right. The defense. I didn't want to speak about defense. Defense last year was was no saying was doing their thing. This year, I'd rather get a lingerie football team out there to play the defense. <laughs> at this point, they they probably stand a better chance against Dallas and against Philly. But at the same time, you know, it's just bad luck all around because those those games they lost against the against the Chargers last weekend and against Philly with, with the sixty one yard field goal. Mm-hmm. You know, those those games like that they demoralize the team because like, damn, we got you against the ropes and you somehow squeak out a victory. It wasn't like they gave up a big play to, to lose the game. It's uh, it's a dreaded field goal, and it's just one of those things that you know mentally it demoralizes the team. But then on top of that, you have injuries to your key players. It's pretty much a lost season. I just hope we at least win one game. Right, right. I mean that that should be the focus at this point. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, so um, honestly, Ben McAdoo got to go. That's one more thing. Ben McAdoo, he got to go. <laughs> McAdoo, <doo-doo. laughs> yeah, yeah. That's crazy, man. Hey, so um, as you know, you know we have a chat room, and you know a lot of folks like to express their opinions and stuff. And so uh, I got the homie Chief Rock of Jersey Vern here who is also a Giants fan, and he's got a couple of comments here. He says, uh, the line block Sunday was Eli's fault. And then uh, he also says, the defense sucks this year, reading too many press clippings. And then he also, um, he brought this up to me. I had him on the, I had him on the line earlier in the show. He said that um, Terrell Owens was on New York Sports Radio earlier and was begging the Giants to pick him up. What do, what do you think about that? First of all, <clears throat> Terrell Owens needs to just continue doing his dancing to start thing. I was just about to say, he, he was on there last night. He needs to cut the bullshit. He's just looking for a check. <laughs> Let's keep it 100. He owe everybody. He's just looking for a check. He ain't looking to play. He's looking for a check. Right, right. We need people to play. Look, Victor Cruz is on, is on his couch right now. Call his ass up. Yeah. He's that far from the stadium. Yeah, that's He's true. He still got his jersey in the closet. Pick his ass up. Yep. Let him play a couple games. He ain't doing nothing. 
Yeah, now that's a good point. Better on one leg than most of the players you got right now. That's that's a good point. Get him out there. And and for real, and for real, if you're gonna pick up Tio, you might as well go out and try to get Plexico back. Might as well try to get a money to the back. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Now you, now you trying to bump your head in that heart. Plexico, he can stay. We might as well go. We might as well get Ocho Cinco. He ain't doing that either. Yeah, he have him too in the back. Paying child support. You know, saying running the slot. Yeah, exactly. He needs the money too. Yeah, have him out there. Yeah, right, right. Nah, but you know, it's just, like I said, it's just a sad state of Giants football right now. We looking like we're gonna have the number one pick in the draft again. Yeah, um, that's what it's looking like. We need a. We need to draft a quarterback. You know, we def- we desperately need a quarterback. Because Eli, he's already looking like it's the end of the line for him at this point. Even with the with the shitty offensive line, he's mm-hmm. still playing shitty. Right, right. Same thing with, with like, I was listening to you earlier. Same thing with Big Ben. Big Ben, he's finished. I don't <laughs> care what any Steelers fan want to tell me. He's finished. You think he's finished? He's finished. Wow. He's finished. Wow. I don't, I don't, I don't, all the, all the injuries is catching up. He's finished. He might as well just finish out the season, get his money, and retire quietly because he's finished. Yeah, and, and Maestro made a point about, you know, why come back when you contemplated retirement. I don't know if you've heard him say that in the media during the offseason, but Ben was like, yo, you know, I'm, you know, thinking about retirement, blah, blah, blah. And then he comes to training camp and, you know, Le'Veon Bell doesn't show up and then he shows up, you know, before week one and the offense hasn't gotten off to the start that everybody expected. So um, it's possible that, you know, he, he, he just might not have it. It's possible, but I'm not going to. And as a Raven fan, I'm not going to put anything past Pittsburgh because they'll they'll find a way to make something happen. I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to write them off yet. But um, oh yeah, but so you, you I, I it sounds like you it sounds like you're of the notion that the Giants should blow everything up after the season's over. Brother man, they they need to they cause we need a brand new offensive line. They need to just yeah. get rid of everybody. Yeah, and either draft or trade for or sign some at least some decent free agent yeah. guards and linemen because we. It's dangerous for any quarterback, not even Eli. It's dangerous for any quarterback after yep. Eli yep. that's playing back there because he's going to be a victim. Right, right. Uh, and, I, the, and that's what happened. And that's what happened with uh, sorry, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, yeah, Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez getting beat up so much, he became gunshot. Yep. Yep. What was the dude in? Uh, what was the guy's name in Houston years ago? David Carr. Dave, David Carr. David Carr. Another one. Yep. Another one. He led the he led the league in being sacked for like four years straight. Yep. Yep. Another one that got that became gunshot because every time he heard them stutter steps, he he already knew I'm, I'm hitting the deck. Yep, yep. Uh, just a couple of points in the chat room. Um, the homie Grego says winning one game will hurt your draft chances. So I guess he's trying to say uh, just go zero and sixteen and just guarantee you won't get the top spot. But nobody wants to go zero and sixteen. And then, exactly. Uh, nobody wants to wear that hat. Right. And uh, Chief Rocker says the linebackers for the Giants suck too. I don't know if there's any truth to that or not. <clears throat> Listen, the entire defense sucks. Landon <laughs> Collins ain't playing the same. I'm saying Roger Camardi, that motherfucker couldn't stop anything. Right. You know what I'm saying right now we right now we look like the Jets. We have we have swapped personalities. The Jets are yep. up and we are the Jets. Yes, and the Jets were supposed to tank. 
Because the, the Jets on paper were supposed to not even remotely even be coming close to looking like an NFL football team. Pretty much. So the fact that they're, they're, prior to, they're saying they're almost at the top of their division not only is astonishing, but it's a goddamn shame. Yeah, man. But give credit to that. Give credit to Todd Bowles. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's doing the thing with, with, with the little makeshift team he got. So you got to give him tons of credit. If they can keep it up, you're saying they can surprise a lot of people in the AFC. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I look at the schedule they got. I mean, Atlanta. A lot of teams, bro. Yeah. A lot of teams look at the Jets like, okay, these, these are, this is a walkover, so we're not going to play a full capacity. Sure, the, sure. The Jets are, are going to play a full capacity. Look, you saw that running game against Cleveland. I don't care how bad Cleveland is, right? But again, when you have a no-name running team and you know, say both your running backs are at a hundred yards at the half, yep. That's, that speaks volumes, especially when, again, your offensive line is not that great either. And McCown has been playing, has been protecting that football. That's which true. Helps out a lot. That's true. If you play that Alex Smith style, you know, I'm going to protect the football and, and reduce all the turnovers, you can control the game, you're good to go with that. Mm, yep. And they, and, they continue, and they continue that type of game, again, they're going to they're gonna do a lot of noise in the AFC. Are they going to win the Super Bowl? Not by a long shot. I don't know, saying we'll all be dead before the Jets ever win the Super Bowl. <laughs> but uh, don't, don't. at least you know they'll 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 scare a couple teams. Like this game against New England is a trap game this weekend. Yep, that's a trap game for New England because they're going to walk in like, all right, we you know saying we just got stomped out last weekend. We're going to come back. We're going to you know redeem ourselves against these bum-ass Jets. Which they shouldn't. Which they shouldn't treat as a trap game because New England has not been playing to New England standards lately. They got a terrible defense. That's how it's been throughout the years. Mm-hmm. One season, the Wrangler will look unstoppable. The following season, they'll look mediocre. But then by midseason, they'll, they'll turn it around and they'll start destroying teams. Brady will start keep throwing 400 yard games. And that's how it always do in New England. You know, but the past, if you look at the, the past eight to 10 seasons, mm-hmm. you always see that ebb and flow with New England. They'll have one season where they're, where they're deemed unstoppable. They'll have another season where they look mediocre. But when they get hot, yeah, they they they've always been known to be great finishers of regular seasons, pretty much every year. So I mean, what are they three and two? They they might win the rest of their games. Who knows? But one thing for sure, that defense has problems big time. Yeah, but you gotta remember one. Remember the X factor that team. Well, the two X factors: Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And Tom Brady taking too many hits, man. I, I don't know. I mean, you're 40 years old, and I mean, you. I don't know if you watched the game against Tampa last week, but they was knocking them around pretty good. And for a guy his age to get knocked around a lot, I, I, I don't know if that's sustainable. Listen, I trust a beat up Tom Brady with the football more than a majority of the quarterbacks. I hear you. I hear you, man. But I he mean, got the track record to prove it. I guess everybody goes through a little hurdle. There's a little hurdle. All the teams at the beginning of the season ain't doing that great. Some on paper may look great. You know, that all the highlights on ESPN may make them look great. Yep. But if you look at the overall spectrum, they don't. nobody's that great. Yeah, Nobody has right. been that standout, that standout team in the league. Yeah, Kansas City is Wait, the only standout right now. Yeah, because nobody has figured them out yet. And Alex Smith controlling, again, it's all about that, that ball control. Yep. Yeah, but he's, he's I mean, he's, that game. he's doing a lot more than just ball control. That dude is actually like making plays. Yeah, 
I don't know if it's because they drafted the kid, um, Mahomes. I don't know if, you know, he's feeling pressure or not. But that guy, I mean, from week one, when they went into New England and basically curb stomped the Patriots, I mean, the guy is just basically saying, yo, I'm just going to throw the football down the field and I'm going to let my guys do their thing. And they're 5-0. and I mean, the way yeah, they're playing they ball got, they is pretty good. Remember, they, remember that... that to some positive news uh our new york yankees in the yeah, postseason yeah, get to that. um they're two and two against the indians in this series game five tomorrow night you got cc on the mound you got kluber on the mound to me i think this is going to be one of those two one baseball games to where it's going to come down to one clutch hit because I think both these pitchers are pretty special, especially Kluber. And CC, as old as he is, I think in this spot, in a game five, I trust CC. Yeah, let me let me give you the breakdown of that. This series should have been over already. Yes, I Yankees agree. Yankees blew game two. But I can't even say Yankees blew game two. It was more of a judgment call with that. With, I'm saying with the... Um, yeah, with, with Girardi. The hall hit. Yeah. Yeah, Girardi wasn't sure... He should have challenged it, but at the same time, we don't want to challenge it and, and still be caught out there. So it was a 50-50 thing. I can't fault him for that. He was playing the Saints in the playoff. Yeah. I get it. Especially when you know your team, was, you feel your team was overmatched. But at the same time, you're trying to protect that lead. I get it. Was anybody expecting Lindor to hit that home run? No. Was anybody expecting to come, I'm saying Bruce to come and tie the game? No. Mm-hmm. Was anybody expecting the game to go into extra innings and then lose? No. But it happened. Shit happens. It's the playoffs. Especially Major League Baseball playoffs is always highly unpredictable. So, you know what I'm saying? A team can get hot at any moment. Somebody can do something great. Nobody knows. But the series overall should have been over last night. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. I mean, momentum, things like that change momentum of games. You know what I'm saying? And when you know you got to do something, you got to do something. And even he said in the press conference, he's like, yo, now I think about it, yo, I should have challenged that play. You know, you know, damn all that. I, I should have went out there and I should have been like, yo, that ain't right. You you, you got to challenge this. So, you know, he's, he's, he's got to take one for that. But we're in the spot, 2-2, two and two, game 5. I like my chances a lot more now that the Indians are the ones that's got the pressure right now. Because remember, they're the one, they're the favorite. You know what I'm saying? They're the favorite. The Indians got all the pressure in the world on their shoulders. And and you got to remember one thing also. Kluber got beat up in game two. Yep. So he got that sitting in the back of his mind. Like, look, I, they beat me up game two. Mm-hmm. Like, they got me out of there in three innings. So, you know, 
he, he's sitting with that, like, okay, I'm going to walk in there and I'm going to, you know, try to adjust my game plan from game two to try to see what I can do. <clears throat> the only person they're not worried about is Aaron Judge, and Aaron Judge ain't doing shit. I said he's had a hit here or there, but if you look at overall average in the playoffs, it's like 176. Uh-huh. But, so he's, I mean, had, but, but he's, he's had, had some he's had some hits to where they were in the right moments. Um, but like you said, um, I mean, is that yeah, his but numbers? Yeah, he's also been sitting... Yeah, yeah one time he said, he's also oh, wow. been sitting on... Remember, he's been sitting on high strikeout games. Game one, he struck out four times. Okay. Game two, he struck out three times. Last was it, game three, he also struck out like three, four times. Yeah. So if they can, if they can control him, they, but they ha- had him under control somewhat. Right. You know, again, he's gotten lucky here or there, but they've had him under control. Yeah, okay. and and Kluber's got his number too, man. Because um, I remember a couple of games in the regular season where, anytime the Indians went up against the Yankees and Kluber was pitching, Girardi would sit Aaron Judge for that particular game. And it's like, yo, at some point, you're going to have to play the dude. And and here you are. You're in the spot right now where you got to play the dude. It's game five. What's up? But the thing is, with Aaron Judge, he's pressing. And you can see he's up there pressing. He's trying to win the game, the entire game in the first inning. Right, so right. He's, he's a trying to be dude, the hero. So he, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. He's a young dude. So he figures, you know what I'm saying, I'm in the MVP race, 52 home runs, 114 RBIs. You know, I got to represent. So it's a, it's a little shaky for him when he's up there. You know what I'm saying? He don't want to have that stigma like A-Rod. Great mm-hmm. regular season, shitty postseason. Right. He's right. trying to be that, the anti-A-Rod. But he has to remember, yo, it's your first postseason. Just go out there and do what you do in the regular season. Stop trying to put the ball in the upper deck. Get on base. Force a walk. Do the little things help. You know what I'm saying? Don't yep. try to win the game in the first inning. Yep. No, I hear it, you. It ain't going to cut it. I hear you. I hear you. It's, it's going to take a team effort. I definitely feel CeCe's going to walk in there. He's going to pitch the game of his life. Yep. I feel Kuber, he might give them a decent three, four innings, but he's going to falter at some point because that pressure is going to be heavy. And those and those Cleveland bats are going to feel the pressure too because, like, you know, we had these guys by the throat. Yep. Literally by the throat, and we let them come and tie the series. Yep. They're going to they're gonna think about the collapse in the World Series last year. Them being up three exactly. on the Cubs, and then have the Cubs come back and beat them in Game Seven in their place, and now you got a a Game Five, which is essentially a Game Seven, in your place again, and it's all hands on deck, and you know what you're gonna do about it. And you got a team that you that you destroyed in the regular season and the first two games of the series, pretty and much. They literally, you know what I'm saying ripped your hearts out, buddy. But all you need was one game. But that's usually the hardest thing to win. Is that when a team is up and they only need one game to win a series, it's usually very hard to close out. Right. Like it, it's any sport, it's very hard to close out. But now you have a team that's riding momentum of, of back-to-back wins at home, and then they walk into your building. You know they're playing with an attitude like, "Yo, we we weren't supposed to be here. We we're supposed to have been out." Yep. <clears throat> so don't be surprised if the Yankees win the game tomorrow night. Don't be surprised if you give Houston a hard time. Oh, yeah. Because they're going to be riding that way. I like my chances. I, I said this earlier in the program. I like if we get past Cleveland, I love my chances against the Astros. But if somehow we lose to the Astros in the ALCS, that would be the team that I would root for to win the whole thing because it's Houston. It's what's going on with the fans down there with the hurricane relief and all that stuff. Um, first title. 
in what twenty something years since the Rockets won in ninety five. I, I mean that that I mean the Rock the um, the Rockets the the Astros story is a feel good story right now with what they're doing and they got some pretty good talent too. So I'm not going to sleep on the oh, talent, yeah. but I love my chances. Oh, oh. In this Listen, series, Jose Altuve, Jose Altuve for the Astros, he's all world. Yep. Like, as, you know what I'm saying? He may be like five feet tall, but if I'm going to build the franchise, I'm taking him. All day? My man working every every second of the day, he's working. I'm saying, you, you want to build a franchise around him. He oh. can hit anything. If you want to hit for power, you hit for power. You want to hit for average, you hit for average. You want to hit to move runners over, he can do that. There's, there's no way to actually pitch him. That would be the Yankees' main problem as they get to face Houston. Right. How to right. pitch to hold out two because he's everything. Boston found that out firsthand. Yeah. Like to get him out, you're just gonna have to injure him mm-hmm. at this point. Yep. Yep. Or just sure. walk him every time he gets up because he's he's gonna be the X factor. But back to the series with the, the Yankees and the Indians. Uh-huh. Um, again, CC's the X factor. The bullpen. I still I still trust in the bullpen. You know, Robinson gave up that that home run. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It happened. Nobody's bulletproof in the in, in the postseason, but he's gonna want to redeem himself. Game five, and I know that that situation gonna come up again, where he might face Lindor again at some point late innings, and he's gonna want to redeem himself. Oh yeah, Chapman has been doing Chapman been doing his thing, and 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 now walking the entire world or giving up hits. That's great. I'm yeah. saying, but yeah, knowing, knowing Girardi, mm-hmm. and it, he's gonna treat it like game one. He's gonna he's gonna keep the starter on a short leash. If CC get through five, don't be surprised if CC get pulled. The most he might get out of CC is six. He not let CC go no further than that. Yeah, and, and, and especially if CC struggles and Girardi's like, you know what, I need to get to my bullpen. So Robertson's gonna have a shot. You know what I'm saying? You know those other guys on the bullpen, they're gonna get their opportunities. So, but I hope it doesn't get to that point. I hope CC can give us a good five, six innings, and then. Turn it over to the bullpen and just shut the door. And Houston, here we come. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what it's going to end up being. Um, for me, the final score is going to be four two Yankees. Okay. Don't be surprised if it goes. Ex- don't be surprised if it goes extra in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a bet. That's a bet. I, I got two one Yankees. I, I think it's going to be low scoring. I, I I think Kluber's too good to have back to back. Um, shoddy games like that. Uh, he's too good for that. Hey, listen. So was so is Clinton Kershaw. He so he's bumming in the playoffs. Oh God, yeah, yeah. That's a guy that's got to get over the hump. He's always get victimized in the playoffs, and he'd be great in the regular season. Yeah, yeah. For so real, it always be those those world class pitchers that you do the thing in regular season, but when they get to the playoffs, they just bum it. Yep. Yep, yep. I got the mayor of Billionsburg from Williamsburg, Brooklyn, a.k.a. the Hispanic causing panic on the line. Um, hey, um, so before I let you go, man, um, let's, let's talk about your podcast because I, I've noticed you've been kind of away for a little bit from the podcast. So are, are we expecting to see some new episodes coming up? Yes, sir. Uh, actually, this Friday, Friday the 13th, okay. the season premiere of Positive Membership Podcast. What I've been doing was just trying to build sponsorships and, you know, um, revamp the show in any way possible. Okay. Uh, I'm also going to start taking the show on the road. So right. I, I ended up buying an iPhone 
So I bought an iPhone for that purpose because I, you know, I can use GarageBand. The GarageBand is the program I use to, to do my shows. All right, okay. So now I can take my shows on the road. and you know. So if I happen to be in Baltimore, they'll be surprised if I pop up on you and my show and, and you know do a show right there, right then and there. Right, right. That's a bet. No doubt. So that's that's what, that's what I'm working on right now. So again, this Friday, the Coffee and Burn Shit podcast comes back. Uh, we drop an ep- every, uh, sorry, we drop an episode every Friday. Okay. From here on out. And, uh, yeah, what I'm trying to do now is trying to do it on a season basis instead of trying to do it all year round. Okay, no doubt, no doubt, man. Hey, as a matter of fact, man, I'm going to be up in the city a couple of times uh, later this month. Um, I'm, I'm driving the kids up because uh, me, me and the wife are going to Minneapolis for the Ravens-Vikings game um, on the 22nd of October. Okay. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be driving the kids up to my in laws on the island on uh, Friday the twentieth, and then um, when we come back from Minneapolis on the twenty fifth, we're gonna be back in the city uh, the next day the twenty sixth. We'll, we'll be in New York the twenty sixth through the twenty ninth, I believe, is Sunday. So. I'll, I'll be there those two Fridays. Maybe, you know, I could link up with you and we could, you know, get an episode popping. Oh, definitely, brother. Now, I'm bringing it down to the studio. Uh, we'll definitely record an episode. You know, there's a lot of things to catch up on as far as politics. Again, those who are listening, catch the Politics and Virtue podcast this Friday. It's a very special episode touching based on everything that's going on as far as, you know, the, the young man getting getting charged on his charge with police for, for assault. Yep. Even though he got the the scar on his head and the ass open on video, right? It's it's a great it's you know what I'm saying it's a sad situation that we're living in now in this world. But again, I will address it more and other things this Friday. Tune in. I'm available everywhere: iTunes, Google Play, uh, uh, sorry, iTunes, Google Play, yep. SoundCloud, and Podcast Republic. That's what's up. That's what's up. Hey man, appreciate you jumping in here for about twenty twenty five minutes, man. Hey, man, I appreciate you having me on. Have a good night, brother, man. Tell the, tell the missus I said hello. Tell the kids I said hello. And um, I'll definitely see you when you come up here. All right, no doubt, man. That's a bet. Appreciate it. All right, man, have a good night. All right, you too, man. All right, folks, that was uh, the mayor of Billionsburg from Williamsburg, Brooklyn, the Hispanic causing panic with his politics and bird shit podcast. Make sure y'all check that out on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, the whole nine yards, folks. Uh, just want to shout out some folks here in the chat room. JB Jennings, I see you. I see you. What's good? Uh, Big L, Big L, we're going to beat them bears down this Sunday. Watch out for that, no doubt. And uh, Monica, yeah, Monica, what up? What up? I've been a while since you've been on here. And uh, see the homie Rough Buff up in here also. So um, appreciate the love, folks. Uh, appreciate that. All right, folks, I got about 19 minutes left in the show. I'm going to take one last break here, and then I'm going to come back and kind of finish uh, recapping these games. I'm probably just going to just fly through these games because uh, I still got to talk about the Adrian Peterson trade and then a couple of other things before I make my picks. So uh, you're listening to the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. You want to dial the show. The number is 301-928-9649. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, hear me and hear me good. If you like sports, then you like the Wait a Minute Show. If you like comedy, then you like the Wait a Minute Show. 
if you like a different opinion coming from a different angle, then you like the Wait a Minute Show. So join me Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your host, Jelani J.B. Bodie. And of course, my man Lopan on the Two Live Studios Radio Network. Ain't that right, Lopan? This is Key C from the Kicking It With Key C Show. On the newly rebranded Two Live Studios Radio Network. We'll continue to bring you the hottest, most interesting guests and commentary in the areas of social, politics, culture, music, and more. Continue to tune in. We got a vibe, we got a way, you should ride on it. All of the places I can take, you girl is limitless. So if you've never been, girl, I would just love to take you there. You don't have to worry about a thing, I gotta let me show you better than. Cause I may not know you, just let me hold you. You be my soldier, like you from the north. Make it say, uh, no limit. Got that masterpiece. No limit, baby. Can you get that black car? No limit. Just know when you roll with a nigga like me, there's no limit, baby. Make you say, uh, no limit. I see murder, murder that. No limit, baby. Can you get that ghetto D girl? No limit. Just know when you roll with a nigga like me, there's no limit, baby. Cars on decline, baby, the cars on decline. We roll with me and we shine, baby, we shine. Yeah, little mama, we shine. Just pick a destination. Go ahead, show me you can get like everything. Show me like any car, any house. Baby, you can get like any ring, anything. Then I can knock it down. Through the night, or through the day, yeah. I knock that pussy out. Baby, you call the sugar ray, yeah. I may not know you. Just let me hold you. You be my soldier, like you from the north. Make it say, uh, no limit. Got that masterpiece, no limit, baby. Can you get that black car? No limit. Just know when you roll with a nigga like me, there's no limit, baby. Make it say, uh, no limit. I see murder, murder, that. No limit, baby. Can you get that ghetto D girl? No limit. Just know when you roll with a nigga like me, there's no limit, baby. Find out that wine, baby girl, I ain't lying. Make my homie drop a dime. Commit a crime, jump it down my lifeline. Jealousy over the sign. Ain't no limit, baby, we do it like it. Ain't 
no limit, babe, when you were starting. Marta outsmart the Robert Robert. Build a session with Bacardi Barbies. Kerosene, kerosene. From a spin wild machine. Same ways in Prima Donna. Never limit, I'm a stunner. Tell it, I don't never run them. Fuck them boys, they all beginners. Follows in a rack with them. I'ma spend my night with them. I can put carrots all over you. Carrots all over you. And she said all her friends fake, so she solo rockin'. And she a real bad, bad bitch, she ain't gotta photoshop it. Uh, no limit. I see my murder that. No limit, baby. Alright, y'all, welcome back to the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Trey Frazier here in the house. Maestro Styles will be back next week. The number of the dollar shows, 301-928-9649. I got about 15, 14 minutes left in the show. And uh see a couple of shots out here in the chat room. Uh, Grego says, who's these rappers? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought you knew that that was Usher uh, in the first couple of stanzas there, man. But uh, yeah, Grego, uh, Usher, and Young Thug is on this track. Uh, Chief Rocker says, uh, why are you taking a break? Well, I'm taking a break because I've been talking for 40 minutes straight, man. Uh, gotta get my voice together, drink some water. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I know you the, you the Chief Rocker, Jersey Ver, and I don't take no breaks. I go three hours nonstop. Sounding like Tone Loke out this joint. But, um, but yeah, man, I gotta take breaks, man. You know, you, you can, you can, uh, kill me all you want for it, but I gotta do what I gotta do. All right, um... Since Grego's in the chat room here, I, I guess I need to talk about his uh, team's game against the Bucks last Thursday night. I'm not going to spend too much time on it because I got to get through some other games here. Um, I, you have to you have to think that the kicker for the Bucks, I think it was Nick Folk, lost that game for Tampa Bay. Um, three missed field goals. You had a fifty-something yarder. Then a forty-something yarder, and then like a twenty-something chip shot that should have been money. And if he makes those three field goals, the Bucks win the game. It was a five-point deficit. Um, New England turns out to win the game, nineteen fourteen. But Jameis didn't look like Jameis to me. I mean, I know he threw for three hundred-something yards, but he missed a couple of throws to Deshaun Jackson deep, and those could have been game changers had they both connected on some of those passes um when you look at the Patriots defense sure you could say they played better but the Bucks shot themselves in the foot with missed throws and then of course the kicker you know not showing up and I'm sure he's at the unemployment line right about now um you can't miss three field goals like that I mean when the field goals get easier for you when you still miss you you, you gotta go you, you, you got to get cut, man. I mean, that that, that was just disappointing. Um, I, I watched the ending of that game, and even though Jameis had a chance, I was like, yo, if the Florida State Jameis comes out, they, they got a shot. And sure enough, they had one final play, and I didn't like the decision to go to O.J. Howard in that situation. I would have preferred get Mike Evans involved in that play somehow, make him be the go-to guy, and whatever happens, happens. But, you know, they went to the rookie and it just didn't work out that well. So uh, the Patriots get a much-needed win, albeit sort of a unconventional win. They usually don't win games like that where it's 
they're slowly grinding it out. I mean, 1914 is sort of like a grind out type of score. So, you know, you know, much props to them and they got the Jets next week. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens there. And then you got this game here. I don't think I touched much on this game. Um, Kansas City at the Texans, uh, 42-34 was the final. And you got to feel for J.J. Watt, who has been the face of Houston, you know, with this relief for, you know, for the people that down there during the hurricane. And to see him go out like that after being out for the season last year to come back and now be out for the season again, it's just, uh, it's just a tough way to go out. And it's a bad break for the Texans because he's their best defensive player. And I don't want to forget, uh, merciless also with the torn pectoral, um, he's done for the year also, but Deshaun Watson is killing it. I got to admit, um, 300 something yards passing five touchdowns and they tried to make it interesting at the end, but the chiefs hold on. And uh, beat the Texans 42-34. to And uh, then you got last night's game, the Monday night game. And this was Trubisky's first start. And there was some stuff that's like, okay, that this guy's not ready. But if you're the Bears, you got to keep him playing. Um, the pick in the end to, uh, what's his face? I can't remember his name. But uh, that basically set up the field goal. For uh, for the Vikings and then they they escaped Chicago with a twenty to seventeen win over the Bears. So now the Vikings are three and two. Chicago I think is one and four, and um, it's going to be growing pains for the Bears uh, moving forward. I mean they got no receiving help. Um, Kevin White is just a disappointment. He gets hurt year after year. Um, they got Kendall Wright. Um, they got that dude Bellamy who I keep thinking is Bill Bellamy dressed in a in a jersey, um, and then they got the two running backs. So um, there's a little bit of help, but um, from the receiving men, Trubisky needs some targets. But I, I want to touch on this Adrian Peterson um, story where he got traded to the Cardinals. And, you know, first off, should have never went. Should have never went to the Saints in the beginning. I, I thought it was kind of a questionable move. And then when the season starts and he doesn't get the carries against his former team, you know, that kind of lit of red flag. And the next thing you know, he just doesn't fit in the offense. So for the Cardinals sake, I think it's good. I think um, getting him over Chris Johnson is sort of an upgrade. And I think he's going to try to run hard. And I think it could be a season saver for the Cardinals at this point. Because look, the NFC West, I mean, they're only a game out. I mean, what, the Cardinals are two and three. They're a game out. Um, a lot of people are kind of iffy about the Rams, iffy about the Seahawks. And, um, you know, we'll, 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 we'll see what happened. Uh, Chief Rock in the chat room says, y'all forgot who's coaching the Chiefs. Andy will mess it up and the Eagles will also go down. Uh, Chief, he also says good move and also says should have went to the Giants. Okay, Adrian Peterson. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there, Chief. Um, the Giants would have been a good fit because I think he would have been able to mask a lot of the issues on the offensive line. Um, he also says the Giants should have let the rookie run the ball for the rest of the season. Uh, yeah, they, 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 they probably should let all the young boys get burned and see who can make the team for next year and who's not because I really think that they're just going to put a time bomb to this thing and they're just going to blow the whole thing up. And um, and rightfully so. And, and if you talk about Jerry Reese, 
and him, you know, possibly being gone. I, I, I think that's a pretty good move to make given the moves he's made. Now he, he lucked up. I don't want to say he lucked up. I, I take that back. He cashed in pretty big when he got those defensive players last season and it worked out well because the Giants defense was one of the best in the league last year. And you, and you hardly ever see that. You hardly, you hardly ever see a team spend a lot of money like that in free agency and they all gel in the same year. So I, I got to credit Jerry Reese for that. But a lot of Giants fans have been criticizing him for not addressing the issues on the offensive line as, you know, as much as I've been saying, you want to be a Super Bowl contender, address the offensive line. Then you could get at me about, you know, whether you guys are going to, you know, play for a Super Bowl berth or not. But, um, you know, it is what it is. And it's, and it's sad for the Giants because I really thought that they were going to, you know, make some things happen. All right, folks, I'm, I'm going to do this a little bit differently because uh, Maestro's not here. And um, I actually I'm not prepared to recap the games that we won and lost from last week so i'm just gonna go through this real quick here and uh maestro actually texted me his picks so i'm gonna read you that as well so so the eagles and uh the panthers uh thursday night uh maestro's picking the eagles over carolina i'm gonna pick the panthers because they're at home and philly's gotta travel on a short week i think the panthers get it done they move to five and one uh he's got the falcons over the dolphins i agree with that i think uh jay cutler's awful the dolphins and and i need to get to the whole you know coach sniffing coke um they shouldn't have even let him quit they should just fired him right there on the spot imagine if that was a black dude doing that and got caught on tv sniffing coke would have been a totally different story all right um maestro's got houston over cleveland i agree with that He's got the Lions over the Saints. I agree with that as well. He's got the Ravens over the Bears. You know I agree. Uh, he's got the Redskins over the Niners. Uh, the Redskins, um, they've played some pretty good football lately. Um, I'm, I'm not going to be as... You know what? I'm going with the upset. Why not? I'll go San Fran to get their first win over the Redskins. Uh, he's got the Patriots over the Jets. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a close game, but I think the Patriots will beat the Jets at home. Uh, Green Bay over the Vikings. He's got Green Bay. I'll pick Green Bay as well. Uh, he's got the Rams over Jacksonville. Now, this game's in Jacksonville, and the Jaguars is a hard team to figure out. So, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to pick the Jaguars. I don't know if this is an upset or not, but I'll pick the Jags at home. And it's, and it's crazy. Whoever wins this game will be 4-2. and two. And I don't think anybody expected either one of these teams to be 4-2 at this point. Uh, he's got Tampa Bay over the Cardinals. I'm going to pick Arizona at home. He's got the Raiders over the Chargers, assuming Derek Carr plays. Um, I'm going to pick the Chargers, even if Carr plays. I'm, I'm just going to pick San Diego. Uh, he's got the Steelers over the Chiefs. Sorry, bro. Um too much issues in Pittsburgh. I'm going with the Chiefs at home in Kansas City. He's got the Broncos over the Giants. I got the Broncos too, um, unfortunately. And uh, Monday night, 
you got he's got the Colts winning over the Titans. He says assuming Mariota doesn't play. Um that's a toss up game, man. But I'm I'm just gonna go Titans at home just because I don't know what these two teams are gonna be, you know, come, you know, the midway of the season. So you know, there you have that. Uh, those are Maestro's picks, and I just read you off my picks as well. Uh, I just want to shout out uh, the homie Chief Rocker, Jersey Vern, for calling in. I uh, want to shout out the homie Fame Up at Prospect from Cincinnati calling in. Uh, the mayor of Williamsburg, a.k.a. Billionsburg. Um, it's got its podcast, Politics and Birdship Podcast. Make sure y'all check that out on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Also want to shout out the homie DJ Dollars and Cents for dropping in, calling the show, and talking some Steelers and Mike Tomlin. <laughs> oh man, man. Every every time he talks about the Steelers, man, it just it just makes me think that he and Maestro need to just do a podcast together and let's just see how that plays out. I I, I mentioned that the Maestro quite a bit, so but maybe 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 that happens. Who who knows? Um, I, I feel like I'm missing somebody that called in uh, the show earlier, but um, whoever you were, man, you know, appreciate you calling in. Uh, oh, Ben, Ben, Ben from BS3 Sports, he he called in earlier, um, you know, to talk some uh, Dallas Cowboys and all that. So, uh, just want to shout him out as well, and uh, to everyone in the chat room that listened, uh, I appreciate you, X Squad affiliates, uh, best friends, family. Anybody in the chat room, I appreciate you. Anybody that's listening that wasn't in the chat room, I appreciate you as well. Uh, don't forget, folks, uh, we got the WordPress blog site. We got the Facebook page. We got the Instagram page, at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. We also got the Twitter handle, at Barbershop S-P-O-R-2. And if you want to listen to this show on demand, go to Google Play Podcasts, go to Apple Podcasts, or go to xsquadaffiliates.com. I'm Trey Frazier signing off. Me and Maestro will be back tomorrow, regular time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Peace out. Greenlight is the debit card and app for kids and teens. Now with investing. Investing is key to building long-term wealth. And with Greenlight, your kids can learn to invest at any age. They research stocks to buy, invest as little as $1, and you approve every trade. Track progress over time and learn about the world of investing together. Ready to invest in your kids' futures? Visit greenlightcard.com today for your free month trial. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at filtry.com. Let's clear the air.